Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Brothers and sisters of the leaf, coming to you live once again from the corner of No Hope, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. Tonight the boys celebrate the 420 holiday the only way they know how, by talking their way through the 2018 horror flick, 420 Massacre, while chugging goblet after goblet of Sweetwater's 420 strain G13 IPAs, paired with the CBD infused Nug Cigar from Yasun Crawl. Sounds like we're in store for one hemptastic party, folks. So sit back, light them up, and enjoy the show. Oh, it's good to have Fritz back. Yeah. Well, it's bound to happen, boys. Our first weed episode. <laughs> Y'all ready to get your giggles on? We're not really smoking weed tonight, are we? Did y'all not get my facts? Uh, Everyone was supposed to get baked before you showed up here. I've told you before, we don't have fax machines. Oops. So I guess you didn't get the other facts I sent about bringing some Doritos and Little Debbie cakes with you? Oh, shit. I got a bad feeling about this. So did you bring the zebra cakes or not? No, of course not. Zebra cakes? You think they make those out of real zebra meat? Oh, shit. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to Tuesday Night Cigar Club's first annual 420 Hemptastic and Drunktasticer Fucked Up Extravaganza, episode 39. 93. Whatever. It all depends on how you look at the numbers, man. No, no, of course we aren't smoking weed tonight. We live in Texas, where all manners of plant-based, mind-altering fun are still highly illegal. But we are smoking a CBD-infused cigar tonight, drinking a hemp-infused beer, and talking our way through a marijuana-themed horror film. Sweet. And guess what? So we'll see how all this goes. We're actually coming up on 420. Yeah, this this episode should drop on 420. (laughs) It's like it's planned out or something. Yeah, we're going to be like the, the the hip podcast, you know? 
the hip, middle-aged men. Middle-aged? I don't know what you're talking about. It's just numbers, man. It's just numbers. Well, uh, C-A-T <laughs> really spelled dog. <laughs> it's as out there as you get, isn't it? Uh, in all truthfulness, when it comes to smoking pot, if I ever did smoke pot, which, you know, who's to say? No comment. I can assure you that I retired from that particular recreational activity many, many moons ago. No comment. And speaking of retirement, our good friends over at MemorableRetirementGifts.com MemorableRetirementGifts.com just happened to send us over this very attractive glass top humidor. This this pretty dang swank. It is nice. It is swank. It is. If you're on YouTube, you need to check this out. Otherwise, go to our website. Uh, I want to share this with our... They wanted us to share this, rather, with our loyal audience. Keep your recently retired buddies' cigars fresh and handy with this glass top humidor made of Macintosh oak. Macintosh with a... Have you been smoking weed? <laughs> with, I just heard mac and tacos. Are we, do we have mac and tacos? Mac and tacos. We might need some mac and tacos after tonight's over, boys. Right. Uh, with a mahogany walnut finish. Very nice. It's pretty. This humidor can hold 25 to 50 cigars. They always say that. I'd say 25 is probably a good, a good guess yeah. there. It has a tempered bevel top. That means something to you. You're a man who knows about woodworking. That just means they've trimmed the edges of the wood. They've trimmed the edges of the wood. And it makes use of SureSeal technology to make sure for properly sealed storage for your stogies. Um, it comes with one round humidifier. Uh, you can see it floating around there, but you'll want to toss that and get some Bovita packs um, instead. Trust me on that one. Um, it's felt lined on the back. See that? It's not going to scrape up your buddy's uh, desk. Well, I guess he's retired. He won't have a desk anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, his coffee table. Uh, it has a divider for maximum versatility. Versatility. Or vor- versatility. Or versatility. I've heard it both ways. Personalize this gift by choosing from three monogram designs. You can do it a couple different ways. We went with TNCC. TNCC. Right across top. All for the very reasonable price of forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine. That's less than fifty dollars. That is less than fifty dollars, Tut. Very good. Thank you. Hey, you're. Are you approaching retirement, uh, successful young man? You. You getting there? No you're, comment. You're almost on the. Can you see the end on the horizon? Oh, I see the end. All right. Okay. It's coming to me like a freight train. Well, you answered wrong. I was going to give this to you. Oh, I mean, yes, yes, I am. Swing low. Now I'm gonna make you guys fight for this later in like a pit or something. Dude, I'm, have you seen have you seen Cody's shirt? I'm retired. I'm not fighting. Either. You're retired from the fighting scene? No, I'm retired. Oh, you so literally. Reti- I'll, t- I'll take the humidor. Oh, I retired yesterday, didn't I tell you? <laughs> um, well, I actually could use the humidor. We have so many smokes to get on the show, but I was like, you know what? Uh, I I was gonna have you guys do some kind of challenge for it or no i will graciously bow out for cody uh, i actually wrote a number I'm, I'm not getting hit by him i wrote a number on the inside of the instruction it comes with a you know some instructions for seasoning humidor. i wrote a number on there 69 whoever yeah totally <laughs> keep picking the same number every <laughs> single time <laughs> like wait wait years. let me let me reverse it it's still 69 <laughs> it was it was totally 69 all right, well, I'll let you guys figure that out. Um, 
MemorableRetirementGifts.com. MemorableRetirementGifts.com. It's a good-looking little humidor. It's great-looking humidor. It's not uh, good-looking. It's I great actually have a couple very similar to it in the house. I've got stacks of these things. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so uh, go over there and check them out. Everybody knows somebody that, hey, man. Cody, get to seasoning that bad boy. You worked your whole life here. Oh, I thought you were talking to Cody. I was like. No, but congrats on your retirement. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, did you mean retiring from the podcast? Uh, Is this your last show? No. Better not be. We can't afford Robert Bronzy quite yet. (laughs) MemorableRetirementGifts.com MemorableRetirementGifts.com Boom. Uh, Folks, tonight, it's going to be a unique show. Uh, We actually have two cigars. um, Hey, by the way, quick, uh, before, while we're doing jingles and all that stuff, guess what? If you're going to buy some uh, smoking paraphernalia, I'm pretty sure you can find it on Amazon.com. So go to TuesdayNightCigarClub.com. What kind of smoking paraphernalia, dude? Oh, you know, scissors and clips and all that stuff. Oh, wait, no comment. Oh, cigars. Um, And uh, go to TuesdayNightCigarClub.com. Hit on the Amazon banner and then do your shopping from there. I'm sure you can find some roach clips and baggies and paper and that kind of stuff. I bet they have baggies Uh, on Amazon. I think so. Kids still use baggies? Is that still a thing? I'm sure it is. Okay. Somewhere. Little scales? Well, I guess that's if you're, if you're you got selling. It out there. Don't, I don't know anything about that. Just... Uh, and by the way, if you wanted to buy some cigars to <laughs> put, on. if you want to buy some cigars to put in your yeah. memorablegifts.com humidor, go to TuesdayNightCigarClub.com. Click on the famous smoke dog banner, and if you spend a hundred bucks, you can enter the promo code TNCC20 to get twenty dollars off. That is twenty percent off. That's Pretty dang good. It's one of the best promo codes out there. Dang skippy And I've it seen is. them all. I've seen them all. Um, thank you, Todd, for some links. Um, this is a normal show for us last uh, last episode. We, we got were, crazy. We were up at O'Brien's Irish Pub in downtown historic Temple, Texas. We had two special guests. We were just all over the place. Uh, it, it was a good, it was a fun, different show for us. But we are back. I like the challenge of live. You do. Um, I'm on still in the fence. I got, man, I got to admit, I got distressed out there because there was a couple of technical things that I had to overcome right at the last second. I broke out full-on stress sweat. And then after stress sweat came old man stink. And I was like, <laughs> and I felt bad for Derek who was sitting right next to me. And I'm like, oh, God, keep the arms down. Oh, it was bad, man. Sorry, Derek, man. What are you, you going to do? He referenced old man stink. I, th- I think this is his. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't beat that. You can't beat Old Man Stink. Um, it was a very... It's actually the name of my new beer line <laughs> that's coming out. It was a very fun show. Uh, it was our second Facebook Live show. Um, it'll be... Uh, well, the time you're hearing this, of course, it'll be out there on, on iTunes and YouTube. And uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say this. When we do do a Facebook Live show, we gave away some Cats Fest tickets. Derek gave away a bunch of Black Label Train Company's... Um, Heck yeah, man, that was awesome. He also dropped the note that he, the Black Label donation to... Dropped a grand to Scars for Warriors, our favorite charity. But I will say this. When we do a Facebook Live episode, you should probably tune in. Because the episode, when you listen to it on iTunes or you watch it on YouTube, that show is not going to be... It's cut. It's edited. It has been filtered... And you're never going to get that raw show that you got up at O'Brien's Irish Pub in downtown historic Temple, Texas. 
I cut out some priest jokes that perhaps didn't go over as 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 well as I thought they would. Um, lead balloon. Lead balloon. Uh, to say the least. I. I'm saying this. Derek said it were funny. I'll, I'll say this. You know, if we're cutting it out, it's got to be pretty dang uh, in, gruesome. I, I, I'll be honest. In, in uh, you know, we, we, I really respect Rev. Uh, our, our special guest was Re- our friend Rev Java. He's a reverend, and I had the feeling that perhaps those jokes made him a little uncomfortable. Who saw that coming? Uh, so I went ahead and just trimmed trimmed some Everybody? of those. Everybody trimmed some of those things. Then I kind of tried to justify it by saying I had some nephew that was touched. And of course, I don't have a nephew. Like it just got, just started snowballing. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. My whole point is, when we do a live show, your best probably watch it because. Uh, oh jeez. I don't edit a lot of our shit. I mean, obviously, if you guys listen, if you guys and gals out there listen and watch, we we do say a lot of things that probably should be edited, but I don't. But uh, I did that for Rev. Uh, I don't. I don't want that stain on his on his record. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Um, so how do we follow up that epic? Uh, fact, but I think you just made a good case for him to get into heaven. I mean, God's going to be like, dude, you tried to help them. Yeah, we can't be helped. <laughs> well, let's see what we do tonight to prove that uh, theory. Uh, how do you follow up a live episode, Revenge of the Nerds, and all that? Well, you smoke a weed cigar and you drink a weed beer and you watch a weed movie. There's a lot some, of weed. A lot of weed tonight. Um, our first cigar, it's a doubleheader on cigars tonight. Uh, our first cigar is the Nugs, N-U-G-G-S. Nugs. By Yasum Crawl. Yasum Crawl. We've done their Red Knight. Toro, I think uh, we really like that one. We've done there's Lot No Sans. I really like that one. We that did their Cerna Knock, uh, made our top ten last year. Yes. So we've done a lot of uh, JSK cigars. This one is getting all the press these days. Just came out. Um, I'm going to tell you why in a minute. It's very timely. Everybody's on that weed kick. Everybody's loving it. It's a four and a half by 48, little cigar. Uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Indonesian binder, Nicaraguan fillers from Jalapa and Estali. Price we'll get to at the end, as always. Here's where it gets interesting, boys. It is the first premium cigar that provides 20 milligrams of hemp-derived CBD, lab-tested and certified. Yasun Kral has developed a proprietary solution with a laboratory that is said to be effective in absorption at the Bukal Mucosa. For you noobs, that means inside your mouth. Hmm. Was Once that was that uh, Bohemian you were speaking there? Bukal mucosa. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad I can't even. <laughs> Bukal mucosa. That's yeah. Well, we'll take it's, it. I've got, I've got some check. allergies going on. Just just leave me alone, all right? Okay. Once the cigars are manufactured in Ban Nicaragua, they're then shipped to a lab in Colorado. Imagine that. <laughs> where three, quote, lab scientists, seems legit, begin the infusion process. Lab. Nugs contain 100% industrial hemp-derived CBD with 0.00% THC. Each and every batch of cigars released comes with a QR code on the wrapper to provide the consumer with the third-party lab results of the solution used in that particular cigar. 
So when you buy these at the store, you can put in that code on the website, and it'll tell you exactly how much CBD, the actual, from the laboratory with the three lab laboratory scientists, they'll give you all the information you need. Scientists. Hmm. Which scientists? La- laboratory scientists. Hmm. In case you're curious if we could be in some kind of trouble tonight here, boys, smoking these, uh, the 2018 Farm Bill was signed into law back in December of 2018, effectively legalizing hemp at the federal level by removing it from the federal list of controlled substances and classifying it as an agricultural commodity. Yep. As a result, CBD from hemp is legal nationwide. Of course, I got that info from a Yasun Crawl press release for the Nugs, so I'm sure it all checks out. Well, I know recently I think they did something to approve industrial-grade hemp. Yes. For well, manufacturing. Hemp for manufacturing. Well, real quick, I'm going to turn to Yaks here. He, he kind of is the smarty pants in the bunch when it comes to this stuff. I see every day on Facebook people swearing by CBD. CBD oil. I give it CBD to my dog. Oil. My dog has separation anxiety. When he goes to the shelter, I give him some CBD oil. My joints, you know, my, 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 I'm in such terrible pain. It's like Brett Favre and Jerry Rice with the copper band. They they take that <laughs> off, and it's actually a CBD oil commercial. I just, I just see people using the CBD oil for everything. They vape it. They drop it in their mouths. What the hell is it, Yaks? CBD is, uh, is the, the acronym is short for uh, cannabidiol, which is one of the uh, – let me see if I can say this one right – phytocannabinoid – Fido Beto. You make fun of him? Fido Beto. Except he actually pronounced it right, I think. Phytocannabinoid. It was discovered in 1940 and is one of the 113 identified cannabinoids in the plant. So uh, most of this, and and it has, I'm not going to say like, you know, said scientists and and others have studied the preliminary uh, research on it uh, has basically included studies of anxiety Cognition, dis- uh, movement disorders, pain, and they've seen that it has lessened some of those. Hence, why it's has gotten released because it has have actually shown to have some medicinal, good medicinal effects. <coughs> okay, uh, pardon me for coughing. Like I said, it's pollen central around here. You should put some CBD oil to I'm that. I'm hoping once I light this thing up, the CBD oil will uh, reduce my allergenoids. My allergies, and I'll be smooth sailing. So, um, do, you, do you think the uh, the Yasum Crawl scientists are like the doctor scientists, the laboratory scientists? Uh, well, well, I guess we'll know soon enough. They're <laughs> top men. I've actually read. Uh, I was reading today where supposedly smoking is a more uh, effective. Delivery delivery system than the drops than in ingestion, so imagine that. And apparently, twenty percent is a pretty high milligram dose for each cigar. Like yeah, so we should not have any anxiety or joint pain. Forty five minutes from now, oh, that, that would be, be that wonderful. Is that what you're my, saying yet? Both my knees are just shot. My elbows. <laughs> I've got a bad hip. It's this is going to be great. Um. Okay. Well, we. Uh, it is a short, four and a half inch. Uh, it is a short cigar. So I do have another Yasum Crawl cigar to follow it up with. Um, but we will address that when the time comes. Why don't you boys light up? Did you getting on the cold draw, Tut? Next time, ask me that before I light up. Uh, yeah, actually, I got some uh, lemon citrus. 
Old lemon citrus. Old lemon citrus. You got some too, huh? I'm gonna say there, it's there's. It's a little weedy. Or is that just me? That's just you. No, I just got. I just got. You know what? We're not gonna do this. This is weed. This is wrong. It's illegal. <laughs> hey man, you got one of them awesome crawls. <laughs> Be like cool. Like cool if you did. Alright. Well, uh, there's gonna be a ton of that. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. can't help it. Alright, you guys you guys light up. Um, so we got two short cigars tonight. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, speaking of short stubby things real quick before we get started, uh, what's y'all's hot take on baby penises? Yeah, thank you for coming out. Uh, it's been a great show. And we're done. Uh since our last show, bear with me. I, I love I you I know you love when we do celebrity news. I see your face light up. You're very in tune with the culture of the youth. Uh, I came across this new this headline. I couldn't I couldn't move past it. Ready? I really wish you would. <laughs> From the Daily Mail website, the headline reads Oh god. Pink the singer Pink. Pink. Yeah. You guys familiar? Yeah. Slams fucking disgusting trolls. After they comment on her choice to circumcise two-year-old Jameson. First of all, she has a kid named Jameson. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah, I can live with that. All right. Come on, board for Follow this. Okay. I'm going somewhere with this baby penis stuff. She's not shy when it comes to calling out trolls on social media, and Pink was left doing just that on Sunday morning, slamming users who commented hate towards one of her photos with her children, Willow Sage 7, and Jameson Moon, too. Willow Sage is kind of stupid, but Jameson Moon's that's a cool name. <laughs> the 39-year-old songstress shared a photo with her 5.7 million Instagram followers in which her son's genitalia was detected by some eagle-eyed fans who opted to comment on her choice to circumcise her child. Before deleting the photo and reposting it, she did some black markings over his, his little wang. Pink commented, quote, there's something seriously wrong with a lot of you out there. Going off about my baby's penis? About circumcision? Are you for real? As any normal mother at the beach, I didn't even notice he took off his swim diaper, she began. I deleted it because you're all fucking disgusting. And now I'm turning off my comments and shaking my head at the state of social media and keyboard warriors and the negativity you bring to other people's lives. There's something seriously wrong with a lot of you out there. S-M-F-H. What does that mean, yeah? Uh, shaking my fucking head. Shaking my fucking head, she oh, said. Okay. Yeah. So here's a picture of the pelican we obviously caught and abused for hours before dangling baby penis in its face. Pink has since turned off her photo comments. The new photo she uploaded, like I said, it she scribbled black marker over little Jameson's private area. And although the comments were turned off, these people then unfortunately didn't stop. They went to other posts of hers and began writing their, their piece. Sharing their thoughts. Um, here's one. Pink. Post a photo of son's mutilated penis on social media for the world to see, like an idiot. Also, Pink. You're all disgusting for shaming me for making a parenting choice to do a cosmetic surgery on my perfectly healthy son's genitals. Tip. It's her telling Pink. Parenting choices should never make a child's genitals bleed. Healthy babies, healthy babies don't need surgery. Educate yourself, educate others. You made a mistake. Another tip? Intactivists show up every time. So don't think you can normalize genital mutilation on the internet and get away with it. We show up. Wrote one crazy bitch. So there's an actual... We continue to slam the star for opting to circumcise her son. Hold on, Tut. 
However, it wasn't all negative, with many speaking out in support of the doty mother. What other people choose to do with their child's penis doesn't concern you, one person commented. You can imagine, I'm just giggling my ass off at all this. Well, an angry intactivist replied, Listen to yourself. Good grief. It's not the family's penis. It's his penis. What a snippy back and forth there was there about that. You really love this stuff, don't you? First off, were y'all aware of the presence of intactivists? I never knew I that, that was I didn't know thing. it existed. I love the fact that they have a name for themselves. you got to keep that penis intact, baby. Uh, do you agree? Do you, do you guys see any um, legitimacy behind this cause, or is it just another reason for fucking idiots to get up in the morning? Just another group outraged about something. Someone will be outraged about something. You gotta have a cause, man. And then they start having to shame Pink. It's all about shame. The so culture t- of shame. Tuesday Night Cigar Club is pro mutilating baby penises. I'm pro if that's what you you're into. Go do it. It's your choice. You agree, X? It's your choice. Parent choice. Parent choice. Oh, except immunize your fucking kid because I don't want your freaking disease. My hot take on this on baby penises is this. These intactivists are the same brainless twats that don't vaccinate their kids, leaving their immune system so perfectly intact they can get chicken pox, measles, and whatever other 18th century plague that once was long gone, and now my fucking kids have to worry about it, thanks to some delusional mommy bloggers. It ain't his penis yet, folks. In fact, it's your family's penis all the way, and you can go right along snipping those little fuckers off all you want. I don't give a shit. Fuck you, intactivists. I got really worked up. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, I should say I, I was bedridden with the flu for about three days, and uh, I, I may have like had some fever dreams about <laughs> like just large, <laughs> large uh, forceps. And I just scissors. went back in time to my circumcision. It was, it was just a crazy scene, man. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's the same thing as you and I made the same correlation with the the anti-vaxxer idiots. No, it's not your decision. You don't get to say what other people do, although society does get to say what you got to do when it has to do with killing everybody. This is just a baby penis. Who gives a shit? Can this intactivist name one kid who grew up and be like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> how could sure you make me shower in front of other dudes and be comfortable because I look the same as them? I hate you. I hate my normal penis. Come on. Grow up. Get a life, you fucking losers. Well, that's your problem because you think circumcision is normal. That's not how God created you. I'm just tired of everybody shaming everybody. Guess what? A lot of... Guess what? I don't agree... They do a lot of shit to us that God didn't didn't take care of for one reason or another, and I think we're all pretty much better for it. You do something I don't disagree or I don't agree with, I gotta shame you. I gotta call you out. I gotta get up in your... No, you don't. Well, just smoke your you know, CBD cigar. And just <laughs> rewind a little there, bit. Man. The the thing that uh, she said, you know, when uh, the keyboard warriors. I think that's actually like the wrong term to use because that's warrior is a powerful term, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. I was just like, you know, I don't think calling anyone a keyboard warrior is. Uh, Especially if all the, if, if you're going to start <coughs> ra- ranting and raving about what someone else is doing, as I said, you know, like I said, shame. You've, you've got too much time on your hands. You got so a lot. If, if, you got a lot. But I will say counter, pink. 
You live on social media, you're going to die on social media. Yeah. You live by the circumcision scissors, you <laughs> die by the circumcision scissors. I'm pretty sure that's the, what's it called, the intactor motto? Intactivist. Intactivist motto. I love that uh, name. Jeez. Hey, cut me a break, huh? Oh man! Is that that was really why you you were just waiting? <laughs> no, that was that was freestyle. I just came up with that myself. Well, I'm just smoking CBD over here. Just I can't wait 50. to get into this episode and peel it back. You trouser snakes crack me up. Uh, well, let me just trim up this cigar a little bit look more. Look at He's going to freaking town on that. You're already an inch in. You're already a good, healthy baby penis into that cigar. What do you think? Um, are you are you picking up anything unusual? Yeah, but I'm also like I'm trying to give it some time because my allergies have been acting up this week. So uh, I'm just it is rough here in Central Texas. Yeah, so I'm not sure. My nose is all clogged up, so I don't know if that's kind of impacting on it. Uh, there's there's still that citrusy type twang to it. There is there is a citrusy twang. It's almost like a lemon pe- uh like a you know when you uh what's it called I'm sorry uh rind like zest a zest zest there you go like a lemon zest kind of uh kind of thing uh it's got some really nice earthiness um I, I'm getting that Nicaraguan filler but you know what I think that oh we could also be getting that citrus off of that oh that beer is yeah you know what the beer well let's real quick with the cigar um you guys both got um, citrusy. On the on the cold draw, yes, and usually that doesn't stick around this far into the thing, yeah. but um, it does kind of have that lemon zest mixed with some Nicaraguan earth. Um, I'm curious to see as it goes on that Indonesian binder. Usually those give me a a pretty unique spice profile, but I'm not getting any spice through the nose right now. No, I'm getting something, and I almost say it's leather, but it's not. No, it's it in is. that. It's in the. Is it? It's leather. Is that what it is? Get leather okay. through the nose. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, good call. I didn't know until you said it. It's actually a very enjoy, a smooth smoking cigar. It's very smooth smoking cigar. Yeah, yeah there's no. I mean, it's not it. a typical Connecticut. It's not a mild. I, no. I I put this on the mild side of medium in strength. Um, but you know, I I'd I'll be say, done with this in like five minutes. I'd say medium flavor. Well, that's why we're doing two short baby penis <laughs> cigars tonight. <laughs> Uh, and he would. Uh, of course, who's to know what, what the CBD brings to it from a flavor? Maybe it's nothing. Yeah. Maybe there's no flavor associated with it. We'd have to ask those three laboratory scientists. I like the fact that it's a little bit rustic, too. The it rustic is, it appearance is. It's of kinda, it. It's kind of a... It doesn't a, have that oily sheen, but it has that just nice little barnyard-looking looking brown to it. The wrapper is kind I, of a muted, desaturated, like, I'm not even sure what you want to call that. I'm going to guess that's hashtag 243666. Um, what are you talking about? The rapper? The band? The color of it. Yeah, the band. Oh, the band. Yeah. Yeah, the band's kind of a... It's kind of a turquoise. So it's kind of like a desaturated turquoise. Yeah, I do like it. It's different. Yeah. I haven't seen it on a lot of cigars. Um, I, I'm, I'm with Yak Boy. He mentioned earlier on, like, he's glad that... Yasin Crawl didn't go with like a weed leaf or something stupid Smile. like that. No, it's the happy face. It, it keeps up. It's a consistent band with their other, yeah. their other bands. Um, are you feeling your anxiety lessen? Do you have any anxiety? I always lessen my anxiety when I smoke cigars and drink beer. Go figure. Um, are, is everything we're talking pretty much what you got in the early yeah. zones? Yeah, I mean just Earthy, that earthiness, leather on the nose, yeah, a little citrus. Uh, and like I said, you know, I'm I'm interested in what, too is that. 
Is that from the oil? Is it gonna? Is it from the? Is it in the cigar? Is it? Was it? I mean, knowing how they put it in there, like you know that. How the three laboratory scientists. Is it just a drop? Is it soaked in it? What's huh, going 20 on? Twenty milligrams. How much is that? Is that? It's not really that much. Well, I mean, think about it, man. I give my kid five milligrams. That's an eyedropper. Yeah. So this is four of those in each cigar. I don't, I don't know. know. I saw, I said, yeah. Well, we'll get back to it. We haven't introduced tonight's beer. There's beer? There's beer. Oh. Yeah. Get into this thing. Oh, and it has something to do with weed, apparently. It does indeed. The 420 strain G13 IPA. Wow, that is just a heck of a title. It's got a lot, it's got a lot going on. The 420 strain G13 IPA. All that, all that really reminded me of is like, you know, Marvin the Marsh and the Illudium Pew 32 Explosive <laughs> Space Modulator. <laughs> which is also a great name for a beer. Someone please make that. I'm releasing a baby penis double IPA if you guys want to get in on that with me. Cody, moving on. Mm-hmm. It's got a uh, nice, nice... Cody, moving on. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Sweetwater uh, Brewing. They're out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, we haven't done a lot of Georgia beers. No, they uh, it been around for a pretty good while. They started uh, brewing in uh, 1997. Uh, they have been and since gone on. This is sort of their niche to do. You know, a lot of, of beers similar to this. Weed based um, beers or. Everybody likes that weed, man. <laughs> do they do a lot of weed-based beers or just IPAs? IPAs. Well, IPAs. they have the Strain 329 beer. They have the Strain 328 beer. Well, what, confused with the th- Strain 326. What is the story between behind the G13 strain of... The... Well, the, the G13 is a um, government indica strain 13... Um, it was a strain of marijuana that came out in around uh, or was bred around in the 70s and 80s. Uh, after years of crossbreeding, however, the current G13s uh, that are found in the dispensaries are unlikely <coughs> to not be pure. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. In in dic, indica. Indica. Why was the government making weed experiments? They're just tracking it, man. They're tracking it, trying to keep a uh, control. Like of what the Tuskegee was out there experiments, the where they like getting soldiers high and like seeing what. Probably. It I think it was probably just a thing that they used. Interesting. And I, I don't. It doesn't really say as to why they. Uh, okay. But it's a legendary strain of of weed. Yeah, actually, I think there's been a lab. There's like only two government labs, and where they do like experiments on. Uh, and test with cannabis because uh-huh. uh, I remember seeing it like on a television show. It's just like this huge warehouse full of pot plants, protected by the fucking army, and just I, an endless stream of dominoes cars. Yeah, the the the, the G thirteen strain uh, has been shown that it would make users feel lazy and lethargic. Has this very strong. I think uh, I've had some of that. Uh, <laughs> cerebral effects, often described as euphoric. Experiencers yeah. claim that the, the strain makes them uh, more focused and re- and creative before the... I don't get couch potato and focused in the same sense. <laughs> well, it, it, it basically says that they get focused and creative before they, just oh, before... And then they go into couch lockdown. Right. Okay, okay. Um, couch lockdown. But this is... 
suppose this is is this actually from hemp? Does this have it's some hemp type? Right. Um, it's inspired. Really it's inspired it by hemp. We are drinking well, hemp, right? It basically said what they're saying is that the is um, uh, this mimics the the uh, excuse me the, the the smell I will I guess of the it's G13 right, right. It's a skunky smelling beer, which they say. I mean, it was a dank beer before they infused the G13. Yeah, well, and they do also say that they added some of the dankest hops. The dankest hops. I like dank IPA. This is a dank son of a bitch. What is the IBUs on this thing? Uh, oh. It's actually very little. It's only 48. Yeah. And it's a 6% ABV. I mean, it's it's right in that range. Middle of the road, but it's not very bitter. No. Uh, the hops aren't. Um, you like it, Todd? I can see you actually liking this IPA. Yeah, I don't mind it. Especially now that the weather kicked up. Oh, jeez. few degrees today. It's a nice little uh, beer. April in Texas. You can I just, I just crack up on Farewell the pants for seven months. I'm like, man, if it's this hot in April, it's, it's time for pants. pants. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm reading this label, and it's like, hemp-type flavors. I'm like, what, what? Hemp-type flavors? Couldn't we can't actually, really call it hemp. Couldn't they actually use hemp in it, though? So long it's as an they agricultural commodity, they didn't have any. The hemp didn't have any of the THC. THC. You got to be careful not to get that THC in there. Yeah, it's it's so bad keeping something that makes you euphoric, creative, and then lazy, because that's horrible. I wouldn't know. I've heard a lot of stories from people that dabbled in that stuff, but no uh, comment. Uh, I have a feeling by the end of the show you'll have commented plenty. No comment. No time for the wacky tobacco. No comment. Is TNCC anti-wacky tobacco? No, no comment. We can't even be against we, it. No comment. We, we like normal tobacco, right? Oh yeah. 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 Um, okay. I would say no comment on that, but welcome to episode ninety-three. <laughs> Thirty-nine, man. <laughs> um, I like the beer. It's different. Yeah. It's very viscous. Um, uh, yeah, it's got a real kind of basement dankness to it. Yeah. But uh, some little bit of citrus, which goes really well with the with the nugs, I think, and just enough bitterness to let you know, just to keep you out of that that oh. weird kind of light IPA Pilsner gray area. You know, it's got it's got enough hops to where I'm I'm uh, I'm digging it. I like it. Well, hmm. and those hemptastic like flavors. Hemptastic like flavors. I'm I'm. We are ingesting so much hemp tonight between the cigar and this. Like, I'm gonna shit out a wicker dresser in the morning. <laughs> uh, t- you're, my God, I've never seen you smoke a cigar so fast. Slow down, man. And you he's don't know done. What the CBD oil is doing to you. Oh well, yeah, my back feels great. I'm about to start curtsying all over the place because oh. my knees feel so good. It's like he has no anxiety whatsoever. You'll be uh, catching some pepper around that midpoint. He caught it for on, half a second after re- the, when he burned through it on the retro hail. I I'm mean actually, on the on the uh, yeah on the nose. I'm actually getting a little bit of mineral on the palate now. I'm I'm having a hard time kind of picking up the palate the palate notes. I'm 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 more easily able to distinguish the retro hail tonight than I am on the palate, which is weird with allergies. You think your nose would be useless? I know. Um. Okay. Anything new from you, guys? Yeah, about the same. I'm. I did, man, I wasn't expecting that mineral earthiness, that Nicaraguan mineral earth. Uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. 
And if, if like Tut says, we start to get some pepper on the nose with that um, leather, that'd be nice. That's got some interesting flavors to it. Construction is spot on for me so yeah, far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Do you think they put that strain 13 in the... Oh, wait, no. If we're doing this, <laughs> i got to go old school. Hey, man. You think they put that <laughs> that strain 13 in the cigar, man? Hey, it's funny you do that, or you, you use that voice. Uh, originally, I was going to do tonight's movie. Uh, as you folks tune in, um, we pair a feature film with a premium cigar and a craft beer. Yeah. Tonight, I was going to pair it with a movie called Evil Bong, which was a Richard Band cheesy horror film from, I think, about 2000, early 2000s, but it had Tommy Chong in it. Hell, all right, man. That'd be and great. It was this bong that had a little face on it, and it would kill people, and uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was so up our alley, but... Tut, Tut's been giving me so much praise lately about me doing more current stuff. Yeah, man, it's been really good. You've been getting <laughs> out there, and you've been getting into the modern stuff, man. It's just been really good. It's been showing our relevancy, man. It's been really go. It's been really awesome. It sounds a lot like young Paul from the pub. It does. It really does. Um, so I remembered that I'm Facebook friends with a filmmaker who had just announced to release his film 420 Massacre. And it just hit VOD like last week or something like that, this month. Oh, your friend, so I can't crap all over No, no, no. I actually do not know the guy. <laughs> uh, it's one of, when I when I released, when I first joined Facebook, it was to, to help promote the release of a film I directed. And I just kind of became Facebook friends with a bunch of filmmakers, a bunch of producers, a bunch of things. So when I say Facebook friend, I mean that Facebook friend. I actually do not know uh, Dylan Reynolds, the director of this film. Um, but I just remembered, like, oh, hey, I've seen this on my Facebook feed. There's a, there's a new weed movie out. Tut likes to do new stuff. Yeah. So I picked this one for you. Oh, thank you, man. That's so good. <laughs> I don't know, man. Evil Bong? Come on. Yeah, it looked really it good. It had a really good. It had a really good trailer. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. Uh, Plus, I'm a sucker for Tommy Well, Chong. I think, I think Rich Day's coming there. out with a Maduro nug, so maybe we'll do that next year and we'll do Evil Bong. Yeah, I just man. can't win with you guys, man. <laughs> It's all right, uh, man. You, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. You win every time with us, man. I think Tut's baked. So tonight's film is, in fact, 420 Massacre, 2018. Written directed by Dylan Reynolds. Uh, his last feature film, 2012's Nipples and Palm Trees, is currently available on Amazon Prime, but I didn't have time to check it out, unfortunately. <laughs> Could we just like stop and then watch that one? Yeah. I mean, there's a good chance we're going to get to nipples and palm I trees mean, at some point. I'm a fan of palm trees. Well, yaks, uh, yaks, you'll appreciate this even more. As our boom operator on the road, as we travel with Drew Estate, you're the the boom mic operator for us. Dylan Reynolds was boom operator on 2009's film Eating Out Two Sloppy Seconds. Also available on Amazon Prime, and I'm not going to comment on if I found the time to watch it once or not, well, or twice. I can just see my or three, wife or three, scanning. Or three I can just see my wife scanning through that, and then that pops up like, "Damn you, TNCC!" Oh yeah, I'm sure she'd hate to see you watch a movie called Eating Out Two. Sloppy seconds. I can say I watched it twice. I don't still don't think I need to go back and see the first one. <laughs> uh, what would that be called? Clean, clean firsts. Um, 
Anyway, that, that, that dibs. Is, it's actually about a, a, a from what I gathered about a, a gay guy who's trying to nail some other gay guy and I watched the first five minutes and there was like a lot of gay stuff and uh, eating out too sloppy seconds on Amazon Prime but that's not the movie we're doing we're doing 420 Massacre 420 Massacre not that the, hey obviously we don't have any problems with gay stuff tonight's not that movie there's anything wrong with that tonight's it's movie all about is gay. very gay and we love it <laughs> yes we do we love the gay stuff um, we do. That's we're, true. We're friends of the gay community. That is right. Tut and I really first kind of met at a actually we did at a lesbian no, wedding. No, that wasn't kind of. That's where we met. We met at a lesbian wedding. He was videographing the wedding. I was friends, and we were both friends with the the two the two women getting married. Uh, you knew the boys from the pub and you came up to me and was like hey I heard you like to film stupid stuff and here we are now I'm tracking episode 39 tracking the tracking the projectory of my life as it just plummeted that lesbian wedding was the worst fucking move you ever made it totally is (laughs) and I actually miss those lesbians I wish they still talked to us (laughs) but that's not our fault well it's probably because you know we kept coming out being the great champions of the community that we are and they probably just got tired of us. Yeah. We're heroes. Yeah. I think I think um, for the most part we're heroes in the gay community. We should be. We support TNCC has always been pro gay marriage, pro gay rights. I think I'm a gay activist. Yeah, I kinda of feel that way. If I'm ever in a social situation and the subject comes up, I boom, I go down the table. I'm like those intactivists with those baby penises, but I'm like Hardcore for for, he's gonna work that for gay. Back in there. I'm hardcore for gay stuff. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Uh, yeah, you are. Um, uh, should we talk about the movie? Yeah. You, you, you get anything off the cigar or same same thing? No, it's the same thing. I just actually the pepper kind of subsided. It, it it was just like a little blast there. Uh, so it it wasn't like a. New flavor. Let's. let's I'm hit still it. getting the mineral, the mineral and the earth on the on the draw with the leather on the nose. I have not gotten your pepper on the nose, but I'm still yeah. Just that. It's very. I, it's a really strong leather for myself. Like yeah. I'm. I'm over here trying to taste pepper, and I'm not getting. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not getting, getting anything. I'm not getting but pepper. Leather, either. yes. But uh, and I'm not sure if that citrus that we got on the cold draw early on. I think you're right. That might have been the the dank. I think it's the dankness. The dank citrusness of the IPA um, coming through. All right, we'll come back to it. 420 massacre. We start things off in a vast national forest as two knuckleheads named Buddy and Doug follow a crumpled up treasure map in search of a giant marijuana patch. They reason that stealing from criminals ain't that bad, and besides, it's on federal land, so technically. As U.S. citizens, they have a right to whatever grows on it. I love that line. It was like, uh, we're stealing from criminals. Doesn't that make us criminals? No. No. That makes us opportunists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they find the weed, Doug decides to spark some up, you know, sample the merchandise. Right, but here's the thing that I thought was funny. They hike all the way in there to find this weed. And when they're like, all right, start packing it up. I was expecting, like, in heat... Where they or pulled the, out all those duffel, duffel bags. bags. He just pulled out a little wiener duffel bag out of another, or a wiener backpack Back out pack. of another backpack. It was like two little kids' school backpacks. I was like, oh, here he goes, heat stop. Nope. Just, a little, <laughs> just two little kid backpacks full. So let me get these granola bars out of the way. And I'll just fill the sucker up. Um, so as Doug sparks up the, the ganja, as the kids call it, 
a dark figure in heavy camouflage emerges from the forest and slits his throat, sending Buddy running for his life, and it throws us right into a very brief opening credits montage of the forest. Some drone footage and yeah. some, some and stuff. It all looks good. It all. The, I would say this right ahead. I thought the whole movie looked fine. Uh, I, 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 I oversaturated in some points. The, yeah, the sepia of the tr- the forest. Right, there was a color treatment that they did uh, that made it very warm. S- sometimes uh, I noticed, sometimes I didn't. To, I, I noticed it throughout the entire thing. It was just a very warm treatment, and I'm almost wondering if it was because they're shooting in some extremely challenging conditions. They're outside in bright sunshine. They're also running through forests, which has got a heavy shadows. Sure. So, you know, that's going to play wild with your F-stops. So I wonder if the they color treatment was a little bit of a way to kind of help that Possibly, but they were, I, I, I did like they were consistent with it. I mean, the, yeah, the film it was had that cons- way all the way through. It was definitely a style choice. Which a lot of these low-budget movies don't have that consistency right. in, in their presentation. I, I did like yeah. that they were solid Yeah, with technically it. it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, they, it's, it's solid and strong. Uh, after the end credit or after the opening credits, we see an SUV park in the thick of the woods, and five young women emerge. Right off the bat, they seem very comfortable around each other. We don't yet know how old of friends they actually are. They remove all their camping gear from the SUV, and one very baked chick who's been smoking pot the whole way up there in the back. They have to peel her out of the trunk too. And then they begin the three to four mile hike uh, to their campsite. The chick does say, uh, who is smoking weed, that she doesn't always smoke this much. But it is the 420 holiday after all. Oh, yeah. Set it up. Set it up. 420 for you folks at home. I honestly did not know the history of 420. Everybody loves that weed, man. 420 is the day of the year where everyone gets high. It can all be traced back to a group of five California teens who used to hang out by a wall outside their San Rafael school, a meeting spot that inspired their nickname, the Waldos. That's right. In the fall of 1971, the Waldos learned of a Coast Guard member who had planted a cannabis plant and could no longer tend to the crop. Provided with a treasure map, some say by the plant's owner himself, uh, supposedly leading to the abandoned product, the group would meet at the Louis Pasteur statue outside their high school at least once a week to conduct a search. Their meeting time? 4.20, man. 4.20 p.m. They were loves that weed. So after football practice, they'd meet at 4.20. So some people went on a quest to find a substance that would alleviate their suffering. It was the Holy Grail, man. If you remember back, I believe on our, it was in our first ten uh, shows, Yagboy and I recounted a thing where we had heard of mythology of these buried beers. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about out that. Out at the lake. <laughs> And I totally forgot about we would that. go out every day after school with the Raiders of the Lost Ark staff <laughs> and sket, you know, just just uh, you know, just dig for these beers. Oh, we found those beers. Oh, we found the beers. Uh, best beer I ever had. Uh, but the Waldos would pile into a car, smoke some pot, and scour the nearby Point Reyes forest for the elusive free herb. So there you have a quick history lesson, courtesy of the History Channel. That's where I found that info. That's that's what 420 is. Alright, everybody loves that weed, man. Uh, do they tut? Do they? Yes. No comment. So now he's pro-weed. No comment. Okay. Halfway through their forest trek, they the girls encounter Ranger Rick, a grizzly old park ranger who seems likable enough. 
He even confiscates one of their beers and chugs a bunch of it and burps, but not in an overly obnoxious way. I thought he was kind of just harmless. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna pound down an Oscar's pinner Oscar's Blues pinner beer, it's gonna give you a little gas on that, man. He did a little burp. I like the guy, but these hardcore lesbians don't like the idea of any old white guy telling them to be careful and obey the park signs. Now they give him a hard time. They're busting his balls. Uh, well, be careful. A lot of wild animals out here. Stay near the. Make sure you know where you are at all times. If you yeah, thanks, old man. Screw you, old man. We don't need your oppression around here. They, they come across as very militant early on, but that that thankfully dies down. I didn't really um, see. I didn't really see it quite that I just thought that they're like who's this old geezer just giving us a hard time you know I don't know the park ranger <laughs> guy whose job it is to inform you of things and and contrary to what they said in the movie uh, it's like a park ranger can't do anything no, on can. federal land they can arrest your ass and everything and oh yeah I, I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I think I mentioned early on but the, these are seemingly all lesbians at this point um Ranger Rick also tells them to avoid snooping around the hills because they have a real problem with gorilla farmers out here due to all the nooks and crannies that can grow their weed in these pristine conditions. The girls don't see what harm a bunch of old pot-growing hippies could cause them, but Rick warns them, it ain't hippies out here, girls. It's a bunch of cold-blooded gangsters running a business, and they'll protect their investment at all costs, including violence. He gives them a crumpled-up map to their destination, Higgins Trail, Takes one last swig of ice cold goodness from his beer and drives off. You know what else is pure goodness? Any way you look at it, fellas? What is? That's right, Tut. Some coffee infused tobacco cigars from our friends at Drew Estate. All right. Tobacco special cigars are made by the Almighty Drew Estate, the same folks who brought you Liga Pravada, Undercrown, Nica Rustica, and more. Your choice of either extra dark Connecticut broadleaf or natural Connecticut shade wrappers. Envelope a Sumatra binder and a Nicaraguan. Derek corrected me on this. Criollo. 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 Filler leaves. <laughs> who, who fucking knows? Before aging, the cigars are slowly Criollo. infused with Nicaraguan. I think I said that right. A state-grown coffee. The smoke is medium to full-bodied, depending on the wrapper. It's rich tobacco flavors commingling with the unmistakable aroma of coffee and some sweetness. I'm a fan, and I'm convinced that you will be too. Seek them out. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good cigar. Try it out. It is not infused with weed, as far as we know. No. Speaking of cigars, uh, you're in the final third already. Uh, it's pretty much the same profile going on. There's not a lot. It didn't really, really change. Up I never for me got your much. pepper. It's just strictly leather through the nose, earth and mineral um, on the draw. Um, I'm getting some earth. I'm not getting earth on the palate as I draw it, but I'm getting like the aftertaste earth left over. I it's like a metallic mineral. Yeah. And I'm, I'm honestly getting it in my palate and on the retrohale. After the palate, I can get a little trace of it on the thing. I love that mineral note, that metallic mineral note. I get it a lot with some uh, Hoyt Nicaragua, the Antano. Yeah. 1970s. They have that real metallic kind of aftertaste. I love it. And uh, it, this cigar does have it. Uh, Anxiety-wise, you guys, you feeling centered? You feeling loose? You feeling... Uh, nope. Not at all. No. No, my shoulders still have a lot of tension in them. 
been sitting here at a table with me for two hours drinking beers and smoking cigars, and you're 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 still tense. I think it says something about me. <laughs> Pins and needles, man. Pins and needles. I've been running you guys too hard, haven't I? I'm sorry. Hey man, it's Look, just man, all good. I love you guys. It's all good. I fucking love you guys. We're just we're just here creating art, man. That's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, and the beer still tasty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an IPA. It's not really. It doesn't remind me of an IPA. It almost reminds me of like a double or a triple. No, uh, uh-uh, not citrusy enough. Not that. Not that fruity. I'm getting, I'm getting quite a bit. There's of, not enough uh, coriander. I'm getting a little bit of grapefruit. Um, no, the, the citrus, yes, but I mean but that's not, classic to IPA. Uh, but I'm What's not getting I'm not getting the bitterness to say this is a classic IPA. Well, that, I, yeah, that's my problem. Is it's very citrusy, but I'm not just the that lack of the the hop bite is. Yeah, I, I, well, that's because they're dank hops. They are dank hops. And I'm not a fan of hey, dank band hops. name. The dank hops. The dank hops. Fuck yeah. Copyright 2019 Two Cigar Club. Well, soon the girls are nice and lost. Begrudgingly, they consult Ranger Rick's map that he gave them. Imagine that. Five chicks with no navigational sense. Breaking news. That's going to get me in trouble. Yes. yes. There's going to be some lesbians waiting outside to kick my ass, aren't they? Uh, but just yes. as they pull the map out, Buddy, from the opening scene, remember him? He bursts through the trees begging for help. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's your problem, Buddy? How do you know my name? Buddy's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Oh, he's all frazzled. Uh, he tells Jess that a demon or monster killed his buddy Doug, and now it's coming for him because of the weed, man. I was really afraid they were going to go campy right here, but they don't. They, uh, the stoner chick Donna's ears perk up at this, and when Buddy tries to hand off his backpack full of stolen grass to the girls, she's all about it. Yeah, bring it here, buddy. <laughs> but he shoves the backpack into Jess's hand and runs off, telling them they're now next in line to be slaughtered because they got the weed. Jess, the logical one, suggests, you know what? Maybe we should go find that ranger guy we were just talking to. He, This guy did say that there's a dead guy named Doug right up there. But the other girls, TNCC style, <laughs> they don't really see the point of some weirdo spoiling nah. their entire camping trip, so they forge ahead. Seems legit. <laughs> I know hey, he, he said somebody was dead. I know he just handed you like ten grand worth of weed. It'd be fine. You got a cooler full of alcohol. You got some hot dogs ready to grill. It's a big ass cooler they're hauling yeah, for three miles too. They're dragging this fucking cooler. <laughs> I'm more surprised so that they didn't figure out that you know they do make coolers with wheels, or that they just could drive up there. Well, yeah, and they are actually walking on a road. At one point, one of them was like, I thought you said we couldn't drive up here. As what do you the, mean? As Ranger Rick's driving up. Uh, we're on a road? <laughs> Rangers are on a road? Oh, yeah. I guess we could have cut this in half. Unlike TNCC, we would have had already, we would have driven right up to our campsite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And we ain't yeah. walking nowhere. No oh, you got to hike. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to need a CBD cigar. <laughs> That's crazy talk. <laughs> Uh, oh, and passing along the cursed marijuana does nothing to help poor old Buddy as he's quickly pounced on by the camouflaged demon monster weed gangster, whatever he is, as a sharp Rambo knife slits open his belly and despite his attempts to shove all his intestines back inside his body... Oh, it's a complete disembowel scene. Dude, they're just tumbling out of him and he's trying to shove him back in. 
Uh, for like a minute, it goes on for like a minute, two minutes. Well, it's a lot of intestines. Yes. <laughs> he is, of course, dead. Yeah, you, you can't shove those back in. Did y'all like the kill scene? That was okay. No, it's practical. Yeah, this is um, very practical. You know, they went to the butcher shop. They got yeah, some yeah, a whole bunch of sausages. They got some intestines, and uh, it was fine. Okay. There are some kills later that I will yeah, highlight as I really like that. This one was it was good. It was okay. fine. How are we feeling about the the ensemble, um, the chicks. I will get to that in just a right, minute. Right. Uh, the girls keep hiking towards Higgins Trail until they're suddenly stopped cold in their tracks by shotgun blasts. What next, huh? A hunter emerges from the woods asking if they saw any jackrabbits jumping past him. When they criticize him and his 12-gauge piece of masculinity compensation, he accuses them of being <sighs> big city libtards. His words, not mine. And explains, I'm just exercising my right to bear arms, ladies. And if you're smart, you do the same. Because not the police, not your daddy, no one's going to protect you out here. Donna diffuses the tense situation by offering the hunter some weed from the backpack. Uh, she explains to him how to, he had a cigar in his pocket, how to cut open the cigar and smoke that blunt like a G. Like a what? Like a what? Never mind, never mind. Just puff, puff, no more bang, bang. He's actually very thankful and obliged uh, for the hookup, and he walks off. Now that, Donna says, is how you resolve conflict. Some of the girls think a high-off-his-ass hillbilly with a shotgun running around is now even more dangerous to them, but Donna promises that's not how weed works. He's going to get high and not want to do shit. I have heard it has that effect on some people. According to Strain 13 does. Yeah. Yes. Well, according to you, you do want to do a lot of shit, and then you settle down and like, I ain't doing shit. Going to solve the world's problems tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> First of all, I do kind of like this scene as a little commentary, mainly because it's one of the things that draws me to the cigar world. You can have all these different types of personalities in a, in a cigar lounge, but once you start enjoying cigars and talking cigars, all that stuff... It just becomes differences. It's not something to shame people over or. So you're saying weed culture over. is kind of like cigar culture. It All of a sudden, the is, guy's man. like, "Oh, thanks for telling me how to smoke this weed." Man, and whether you're a jock or a nerd or whatever, once you become, once you get into the dope territory, you know, people just talk about it. I wouldn't know. No comment. I believe Louisiana is the Pelican State. No comment. As the girls resume hiking, they're accompanied again by some music box, kind of lullaby-type medleys, with a whispery female voice doing vocals. It's a unique, highly feminine soundtrack choice that I think really works well as we follow the girls along on the thing. It's a very modern soundtrack the entire time. It's very modern. They do play some kind of rock anthem songs about weed at certain points, but the, the, the lullaby female stuff, when we're just kind of carpet lane... Yeah. Uh, Carpet Car- munching. Uh, <laughs> soundtrack. The soundtrack's like carpet under. You don't notice it, is what I'm getting at. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh. No, it's... And I, I, what, I do, what I do appreciate is that, uh, you know, as big a fan as I am with New Retro Wave, 
And as much as we've seen that in the last couple of years, they don't do synth here. They don't. They don't really do a retro wave soundtrack. It's no, not, they don't. It's, it's they, not an eighty retrofit. It's it's it, original stuff. It's a couple modern. It's a couple of modern, couple of modern like kind of alternative rock type songs and certain party moments, and then it's the lullaby female stuff on there, and then it's like some tribal it works. stuff with the killer, like some tribal drums and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of it's all over the place, but it works. Uh, By the way, the killer's dressed in a ghillie suit. Gilly suit. Gilly. Gilly suit. Gilly suit. Named after the Scottish... Mickey Gilly. No. Yes, oh. that's correct. That's what he wore every night on stage. That's right. <laughs> Nobody can see him. Nobody can see him. It's like a, it's like a, a camouflage. It's, a ho- it's a horrible ghillie suit at that. It's what you think. It's what you see the, sni- the snipers wear. Because a ghillie suit is actually not supposed to be just straight black. It's actually supposed to be brown. And or when I whatever first it is saw it, the, I didn't know if they were, it is that the landscape is that you're in. When I first saw him in his first kill, I didn't know what he was supposed to be. Because it clearly was like a canvas mask. Okay, so it's a person. Yeah. But <coughs> Which might make he sense also because had, he's he also had long like claw like bear claws. Bear What's claw like gloves on. Yeah. yeah. And so I clearly knew it wasn't a Bigfoot because it was a canvas but I didn't know what the hell this thing was. He's, it's a it's a ghillie suit. Ghillie suit. It's like your snipers wear. Okay. It was first donned by the Scottish huntsman uh, back in the 17th or 16th century. I think it was the 17th century. And uh, I guess that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> uh, okay. And then in World War One, when they wore their garb and started the first sniper corps in the modern warfare, other people took notice of them and then decided to incorporate that as the sniper uniform. Oh, they decided that, hey, it's a good idea to have snipers not be seen? Yeah. Smart. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's really cool. If you're gonna be up in the mountains killing people, you probably don't want to be seen, man. No, not at all. Uh, all right, interesting. Well, thanks for the. So you, so you guys knew immediately it was a guy in a suit. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that threw me off was those bear claws. Hands yeah, that was a little he's bit weird. But he's a little trying bit to look weird. like a monster. But I did whatever. Maybe that dark. I was like, maybe that black dark green is because that's the color of the cannabis plants, man. You got green there. Well, I was like, if it's gonna be killing people at like night, he would have been perfect, but. Even so, I do like that this movie takes place all during the day. We don't have any bullshit night wood stuff. Right. I do like the constant daylight. I thumbs up on that. Yeah. So they finally reach Higgins Trail, which is well, it's just a bunch of trees and brush like everywhere else they've been walking around. There's nothing unique about it at all. No. Um, I'm not sure why the place is so special. <laughs> that's where they. That's where they, they came went as there as kids. kids. They man. went there as kids. It's sentimental value. And they immediately recognize it, even though it looks like every, <laughs> everything else. else. There's no landmarks. There's no nothing. Michelle is especially happy to be finally staying up camp as she's been walking this whole time in these clunky heels, these little stripper heels. She's hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no comment on that. No, no comment on that. She's she's really hot. Um, but ouch. Who goes camping, camping in, in heels? Rachel, who brought Michelle up here as her latest lesbian conquest, is super happy that they're finally here to be pinchy, pitching tents as well. These will be the only tents pitched on this trip, <laughs> right? Uh, and pitch tents they do, as we're treated to a quick music montage of the girlfriend setting up camp, drinking some cold brewskis. Rachel, seemingly the most stringent lesbian out here, she's the one who gave both Ranger Rick and the Hunter the hardest time, She's on weenie grilling duties. I'm sure that was intentional. Uh, oh, I didn't even get that. Yeah, the most hardcore lesbians <laughs> in charge of burning the hot dogs. Yeah. 
Yeah, get them nice and crispy. <laughs> Look at them shrivel up. <laughs> Pathetic. Hey, man, I'm sure that's not what they meant. Oh, I, I think it was good screenwriting. Was, there's a reason why <laughs> well, Rachel was on weenie duty. Well, it's either that or you were gonna come. They're gonna come all this way out into the woods. We've trekked for miles. What do we got for dinner? Tacos, fish tacos. <laughs> God, it just. How did you get the shells out here? They're so crispy. You still, got, you got the slides. So much stuff. She just brought hot dogs. <laughs> get the you fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, Donna over here wanted hot dogs. You know what those are made of. <laughs> oh, she actually does they say did, that. They did. They, they did. actually use the Great Outdoors line. There you go. Start growing up those lips and assholes. <laughs> lips and assholes. While Rachel tries to build... Oh, wait. Op- I need to stop right there. This one thing that I think that they do excellent in this movie. When they drop an 80s reference, it's not just like... It doesn't come from out of nowhere like somebody... Like you did... when. It, I didn't see the screenwriter dropping this reference in because, like, when they dropped a reference, they would be like, "Oh, you got it!" Like it, like it was like they understood that. And I'm going to get to that point very quickly, Todd. I promise. You're, I agree with you 100. percent While Rachel tries to build Aubrey up to tell Jess how she truly feels about her, Aubrey brought Jess up here to confess her love. Do her. We learn that Jess doesn't smoke weed, despite it's her birthday, 420. She says it makes her paranoid and she's not fun to be around. But the whole reason they're up here is Jess's birthday, but she's not going to smoke. That's all right. Do your thing. We also learn now that, from Donna, the weed historian, that Hitler was born on 420. On 420, 1961, the Bay of Pigs fiasco went down, which I did some fact-checking. That was actually 417. I was about to say, I, I, I thought about fact-checking all this oh, stuff I did. that they said, and I didn't. This is why I get paid the big bucks. She says, on 420, 1993, the Waco siege took place. I was literally down the street. That was 419. On 420, 1995, the Oklahoma City bombing rocked the world. That was actually 419 as well. And on 420, 1999, the Columbine High School massacre occurred. That one actually checked out. It was 420. Okay. But regardless of historical accuracy, Donna says it's their collective duty to smoke up and bring something positive to such a genocide day. I like that line. I do too. I like uh, it. It's imperative that everybody just chills the fuck out. Tut, I like all these actresses so far. There's not one who sticks out as unnatural or uncomfortable on camera. I just I thought they gelled together as a group and as individuals. I thought, man campy weed based horror movie I was expecting camp the screenplay is playing it straight the actresses are actually actresses I wish I, at this point I'm like holy shit like I'm, I'm in I'm, I'm it's in a this. real movie Jack it's a real movie Jack it's. I'm in this it's, at this point I'm like pleasantly surprised I am too I really am I thought the ladies did an outstanding job they did uh, and, and, and you're you're spot on you're talking about a movie called 420 Massacre that has a big weed on it, and you're thinking that this is going to go big camp, stoner. Camp city. Even the stoner is not camp. She's not, oh, man, I'm so big. Hey, Amen. They act like they've smoked weed before. Right. And it's not like D-O-G spells C-A-T. It's That's none of right. that. No comment. It's a pretty mature screenplay from that standpoint as far as... It really is. It really um, is. And it actually gets more mature, in my opinion, as the screenplay goes on. Like I was... I, I'm just going to say, I'm so impressed with this movie. I, I actually am. I thought you might be. 
Rachel and Aubrey returned to the group with a plate full of wieners. <laughs> and a bottle of champagne to kick this motherfucking party off. Message. Well, the... <laughs> While the ladies are toasting Jess's birthday and gobbling down their wieners, at first probably for some of them, the hunter returns to his campsite and cuts his cigar open just like Donna taught him uh, to smoke that chronic like a true G. Chronic is uh, slang for for weed, for those of you who don't know. I was a young man when Dr. Dre's Chronic album dropped. I know what the chronic means. But just as he blazes the spliff... Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the camouflaged monster demon gangster weed gangster pops up, grabs the joint from him, takes a drag, and then shoves the red hot blunt right into the hunter's eyeballs. It's one of our few CGI kills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, clearly it's you know what are you gonna do? But yeah, uh, a blunt is the technical term for a hollowed out cigar filled with weed. Wikipedia told me that. I had never heard of it before. No comment. Back at Higgins Trail, Higgins Creek. It doesn't matter. I think it's Higgins Trail. Higgins Trail. The ladies are getting buzzed and having a good old time. I haven't hung out enough with 20-something women in a long while to know if their conversation and mannerisms are authentic, but they sure felt like it. So kudos to the actresses and the director for playing it believable. Like, I really felt like... I never felt like... One, a dude wrote this. Right. I never felt like these women were saying something written by a dude. And at no point was I like, this doesn't seem like a real conversation that girls would be having. Even like Tut said, when they drop a a movie reference or something, sometimes they'd let it go. Sometimes they'd be like, oh, like that's that. Yeah. But they just seem so natural together. And the talent of these five girls is just... At a level of where I was just, I was in it. Yeah. I never questioned them or who they were or what they were doing there at all, which is weird for a low-budget, weed-based horror movie. I mean, I think we're all a little bit... Yeah, the talent-wise, the the talent was definitely there. Um, And the charisma, too, because I I liked everybody. I was like, man... Yeah, I didn't didn't dislike, even when Rachel was given Rick, and they were kind of goofing on Rick, it was Ranger Rick, that was kind of funny... Uh, I never disliked any of the right. the girls, and you know, I, man, I yeah, yeah, passes the uh, you got to care to scare test. Yeah, um, it's revealed that Jess, uh, the birthday girl, is a PhD student who teaches martial arts in her spare time. So Rachel, the the the, the big lesbian there, not big, the tough chick, the tough one. She challenges her to show off some moves. Jess quickly drops her like a sack of lesbian potatoes, and all the girls are very impressed by her moves. You guys ever ate lesbian potatoes? No. Me neither. No comment. I don't even know if that's a thing. No, I don't. Travis Travis (laughs) Tritt Tour, you had some lesbian potatoes on the Travis Tritt Tour. No comment. John Michael Montgomery wouldn't get on stage without a big heaping bowl of lesbian potatoes. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Brad Paisley. Oh, Brad Paisley. I mean, no insider comment. knowledge. No comment. He's a cigar smoker. Yeah, yes. I think it'd be Pairs pretty cool. it with chocolate milk, according to the cigar aficionado. Gross. That's weak sauce. Well, to each his own. That's weak sauce. I'm not shaming him. 
Good job. But still gross. Um, it's gross. We then cut to Ranger Rick, who's driving around the bumpy forest trails in his pickup, trying to pour his flask of whiskey into his empty into beer his can. <laughs> Why wouldn't he just drink I, it from the flask? I say t- <laughs> I, I wanted to say TNCC style. That'd be something we would do. That's what I'm like. Even we wouldn't do that. No. What is no. he afraid of? I don't want to be people see me drink from a flask, so I'll put it into a beer can. <laughs> I was like, what? I think even you're in the middle of nowhere. Even us numb nuts would realize there's no one else out here. And in fact, we're the only law enforcement out here. So why not just drink from the flask itself, right? I mean, pouring it into a Coke can might make sense. Unless, of course, he's like, yes. you know what would make this beer taste better? Whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey beer. Maybe into a Coke can. Uh, but Oscar pouring, Blues, if you're listening, that is inaccurate. I love your beers. Pouring contraband whiskey into a contraband beer can. That's just Bush League, right? By the way, if you get a job as a park ranger, can you drink whiskey and beer? Mm, go on. You're, you're a park ranger. Because I think I might have missed my calling. I like the outdoors. All by yourself, just driving around drinking all day? Oh, but there's mosquitoes outside. Oh, you're going to deal with mosquitoes. Probably some spiders. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, you'd you, you be horrible for yeah, that. Yeah, once you get spiders in there, fuck that. But we all agree Ranger Rick is Bush League for his drinking fiasco. Um, by the way, the Bush League is also the name of Rachel and Aubrey's bowling team back home. That joke was Bush League. The Bush League. <laughs> Actually, it would be pretty funny. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> don't, don't you write that down. <laughs> I think I'm already in trouble with the baby penis and some of the more weird lesbian jokes I made earlier. Just I just can't get through one show without being in trouble with somebody. The intactivists are going to come after me. The anti-vaxxer mommies are going to come after me. The vaccinist. The vaccinists. I'm a, I got a anti-vaccinist. Yeah, they're really only. My I got a big target on my head. Is they had to they had to somehow figure out how to intact an activist. You had to be an activist. I hate. I hate that word. Anytime, so I don't care what you're Guess what? advocating for. We're activists. You're out. Guess what? Get you, the fuck away you take away Instagram and Facebook, you're no longer an activist because that's all you do is post yeah, shit on in, on social media. I'm fine with that. I just maybe if you're outside a hospital with a fucking intactivist sign, then you're active. Then you're protesting. Then you're an activist. That's that's out in the sun though. Taking cheap shots at some 39 year old pop star for. Chopping off her kid's wang? That's not activists. That's just being a fucking bitch. Sorry. Hey, man, in this culture of shame, we shouldn't just be shaming everybody. How about you just leave everybody alone? Yeah, man. People do whatever they want with their kids' dicks and vaccinate your kid. You can't do whatever you want with your kids' vaccines. (laughs) Do that shit. (laughs) Hey, man, Black Plague was bound to come back sometime. No, it really wasn't. We solved that shit, you idiots. Yeah, but I saw a YouTube video, man. Where no, no. Hey, man, Jenny McCarthy. You know, she's a she's very intelligent yeah. woman. She told me she told me some stuff, man. Jeez. I'm about to say something very. I'm not going to say it. Anyway, it's, about this movie, I learned my lesson. I'm not going to say. No, man, you don't need to shame anybody. You just need to talk about this. You know what we need to know You're about? basing your we fucking kids' health care on Jenny McCarthy. We need to know MTV about. TV Playboy. What's your claim to fame? My tits. All right, hey. tell me what I should do with my baby. <laughs> Give me a break. <sighs> anyway. Suddenly, Ranger Rick sees the camouflage killer run across the road. Hey, by the way, uh, now's a good time to. Because I'm almost done with this. Oh. 
I will get back to Ranger Rick then. Yeah. Uh, you're you're at the nub. Yeah. Final thoughts. It's an interesting cigar. Uh, it is a little bit different. It's not. I would say that it's out of traditional cigar profile, but with traditional notes. Oh, yeah. Because there's, there's something about it different. I don't know whether that's the dankness of the IPA that's kind of tweaking me a little bit, but there's something that's a little bit unique with this cigar. Um, I'll be honest. For me, it's that Nicaraguan mineral component, which I don't normally get from Connecticut cigars. Right. Um, the Jalapa and the Esteli Nicaragua, uh, Nicaraguan tobacco in there. Certainly that's where that's coming from, but you don't usually get that. I, I don't get any of my typical Indonesian spice yeah. from the binder. Um, the leather has been consistent. It has. Never got your pepper on the nose. Uh, did you ever get the pepper? Like I said, that, that pepper was like a, a one little bit now, but I mean, I'm like right down to the last. Yeah, to me it was like a one note. I mean, it like it was like, I guess, just but a little bit of leaf that just like, bam, here's your pepper, and then it went away. It's very faint. Okay, um, so a little bit different, very yeah. short, um, fairly quick cigar, um, different profile from a lot of Connecticut's that we've had. Construction was spot on, uh, yeah. did have good construction. Um, price point, Yak Boy, 20 milligrams of laboratory infused by three laboratory scientists CBD oil top scientists top well, I didn't say that no they could just be run of the mill scientists yeah. but they are laboratory scientists is it CBD actually CBD or CBD type no it is actual CBD okay and I don't have it in my notes but I'm pretty sure those laboratory scientists wear white lab coats real? so factor that into the cost they are real not white? Real scientists, unless you have the white lab coat. I'm pretty sure they have. At least one of them have a stethoscope. No, but goggles. I'm just kind of. They're wearing goggles. Am I the only one giggling, picturing Riste with a white lab coat? No. (laughs) Price point. Ah, I'm gonna go. There's not another cigar in the market like it. Don't don't let him sway you, man. He's just trying to get in your head. (coughs) He's just trying to get in your head, man. I really don't know anything about the price of like CBD. CBD. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna go ten fifty. Ten fifty. Ten fifty. Ten fifty was a good one, man. I can tell. It's it good. was. It good. was. I'm actually gonna lowball, mm. and I'm gonna go eight ninety nine. No. Okay. I would go thirteen fifty. Ten fifty. Ten fifty. Thirteen fifty? Yes. Oh, I think it's actually right in the middle. Twelve. Okay. Twelve dollars. Yeah, I think I'm up with that. I was about to say, because I, I, not knowing anything about the CBD industry, what it's cost, or anything like that. I was waiting for him to come back. It's $4.20. You son of a bitch. Well, yeah. I just I remember <laughs> that Shaggy episode. Or- the scientists literally just dip it into a big... Bucket of CBD oil and I, I don't even think Riste calls me by my name. He just calls me Five Fifty because of the Shaggy price drop. So I was like, I was like, You're, you are always uh, pretty enamored with Riste's. I mean, I think I think you believe in his. He prices him what it, you know, yeah, what he does. Yeah, I think I think he usually. I mean, he gives you a good price on that stuff. So twelve bucks, twelve bucks. Yeah, I am feeling a little bit less anxiety. Well, you're about four beer, five beers oh. in. 
Could that have something to do with it? <laughs> I've gotten a little oh. bit less inhibited. Uh, hmm. It has to be the cigar, right? Oh. <laughs> All right, my other choices. Uh, now, uh, when we go on break and I run around the run around the building here, uh, we'll see if that CBD kicks in. Uh, we shall see. Um, I thought it was a unique little a unique little short smoke. It definitely um, is different. And I actually enjoyed it just as a cigar. Um, I did, too. I, uh, I did, too. Leather, earth, mineral, um, good construction. And I don't know. You know what? I was having kind of a little shoulder thing today. It's not really bothering me that much. Oh, wait. <laughs> I was about Again, to say, I, I'm on my fifth beer. My knees feel okay. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? This cigar is making me pee a lot. What's that all about? Who knew CBD made you pee, man? <laughs> go to my go to my doctor for my physical. Cade, once again, your liver's results are just sky. Oh no, I, I smoked a CBD cigar. That's probably what did it to my liver. <laughs> Cade, I went to YouTube. Oh damn your YouTube. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we do have another cigar. Do you guys want me to introduce it now, or do you want to talk a little bit more on that bad boy? Let's go ahead and introduce now, even though I am not letting go of it. <laughs> okay. Um, whenever you're ready, our follow-up cigar. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Another short little guy. Our second cigar is the Maduro. Hang on one second, because got to go back to this. Yeah. Am I Am I still getting a little bit of, this, of a clean citrus off of that? No, the... the uh, what do we say? The... Lemon, the lemon zest. Yeah, I'm still getting a little bit of that on, yeah. the, okay, on, I just on the nose. Make sure. It's with the leather. That is so. That has to. Uh, oh, it doesn't has to be, but I don't think I've well, ever has to, has to be isn't even a thing to say. <laughs> it is now. Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten that in a cigar. A lemon zest? Yeah, ever. I think it, I think it's been consistent enough away from the beer that it is in the cigar. I think so too. Yeah, because to me, I'm getting more grapefruit from the. Are you guys getting grapefruit from the beer? Yes, I'm getting great. As far as the citrus component on the, on the beer, I'm getting grapefruit. Um, no, yeah, no. yeah, that lemon zest has stayed there. Uh, you, you guys got it both on the cold draw. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, that's a unique cigar. I, I agree. I'm not I saying agree. that it's going to taste like a mouthful of you know Sunny D, which isn't lemony, but you know, that's whatever. orange juice. <laughs> Minute Maid lemonade, perhaps? Hey, man, I'm just trying to do Mike's Hard Lemonade? <laughs> I've never drank that. Have you never? I've never drank it. Have you had Mike's Hard Lemonade? Of course I have. Your man. I haven't drank a wine cooler since I left high school. I used to like those little Jack Daniels uh, Mountain Sippers, those little bad boys. I used to drink the shit out of those. Pick up a little six-pack. Well, the other kids were smoking weed. I was drinking <laughs> Mountain Sippers. But you know what? I don't judge. All right. So, boys, the next cigar up for your smoking pleasure, hopefully, is also by Yasum Crawl. It is the Maduro Toothpick 2.0. Why 2.0? I believe he released these early in kind of a test phase. And then these are the kind of refined second official release. Um, Forget the 2.0. Maduro Toothpick. Maduro toothpick. It's a 5 by 50 Tut, you listen to these ingredients? 5 by 50 Mexican San Andres wrapper. 
Indonesian binder, like our last cigar. And the filler is Nicaraguan mixed filler, which we haven't done a lot of mixed fillers on the show. That, for you listeners, is part long filler leaves and part short filler leaves. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of... We haven't done a lot of short-filled cigars, but this is a mix of long and short-filled, both from the Estili and Jalapa regions, much like the Nugs. Uh, I will save price point for later. There's also a Habano version, a lighter shade wrapper of the toothpick as well. I took the liberty of asking brand owner Riste which one he suggested following up the Nug with, and he said, do the Maduro. So that's what we're doing. I had uh, picked up both, and uh, we're going to do the Maduro tonight. So uh, light up. Give me your cold draw notes. Uh, keep keep them handy. I'm getting a ton of sweetness on the cold draw, personally. Um, super, super chewy sweetness on the cold draw for me. It's not a bad beer. It is not a bad beer. It's a good, skunky, dank, little citrus, uh, muted hops, but just a, it's a... I always picture, when I think dankness, I think of like guys making beer in their basements. Kind of a wet, dirty... Gross basement. Yeah, but but the it's new good. Ver- but for some reason, it's good. But the new version of Dank is all about being cool and good. Well, that's like our it's ba- our so band. Bad, the, it's the good. Dank, the Danky Hops yeah. was that our band name? Yeah, the the Dank Hops. Yeah, the Dank Hops. The Dank Hops. <laughs> Cody, you were on bass. Tuts on keyboard. Lead vocals. Do we know songs? Oh God, no. Oh, we we literally have a keyboard, a bass player, and a guy who can't sing. Everybody clap your hands. <laughs> uh, you guys getting that sweetness on the cold draw? It's like, to me, it was just undeniable. It was a real chewy kind of uh, red man tobacco, just sweet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. You and I are in the same wavelength tonight, my friend. It's because I did a lot of red man in my younger days. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Tell you what, back as a kid or teenager, uh, we used to go to the swim pool. I'd put a big old fucking wad of red man in my mouth, sit on that raft. Get a spit cup. Probably about 30 minutes in, I'd start to doze off with the Texas sun in my eyes. I'd take a little swallow of the red man. I'd quickly fly off my raft, spitting (laughs) and crying like a little girl. Uh, Yeah, good times. I was more of a Taylor's Pride plug man. You're a plug guy? Put it in your bottom lip and... Yeah. No, I like like that juiciness of the red man. Oh, you got the juiciness from the plug, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's amazing we all have fully functioning jaws at this point. <laughs> all the tobacco we've well, consumed over the years. There's a reason why I quit that. Uh, TNCC is not pro-chewing tobacco. That stuff will hurt you. That stuff will hurt you. Cigars, two-a-day, FDA itself said no harm, no foul. Tasty, tasty chewing tobacco. <laughs> God, he's <laughs> he's going to oh go and buy some tonight. It, no, it's... I, I, no, uh, I will not. I often tell people, I was like, I haven't dipped since... Oh my god, it has to be like 2007 maybe. And I guarantee if I had one dip, I'd be right back to just Oh yeah, it's going straight at it's it. It's dangerous stuff. Stick with the stogies. Stogies are your friends. Or the weed, man. Hey man, nothing ever, nothing wrong ever happens. What's going to happen when you smoke weed? You're going to eat a bag of Doritos? We're going to learn real quickly a lot of bad stuff can come <laughs> when you're smoking weed. This movie is nothing but bad stuff about weed. Well, suddenly, getting back to the movie, Ranger Rick sees the camouflage killer run across the road in front of him, but by the time he pulls over, the figure's disappeared. 
He shakes his head like he can't believe what he saw. He had one beer. And some whiskey. And a, maybe a sip of whiskey. Like, am I seeing this, or is that the drop yeah, of whiskey even, I drank? Even though I saw that in Sober, I mean, that was like a Sasquatch side. It'd be like Steve Soccer running across <laughs> the road. And I was like, Again, what? though, amateur hour. Come on, Rick. Yeah. I, I would like to think you're out there drinking beers all day long. That's your. He's clearly very comfortable doing that. I mean... Ah. <laughs> Um, back at the campsite, Donna busts out her big-ass bong. That's Y'all should huge. know by now I don't fuck around when it comes to the ganja. That's a huge bong, man. Because it's now 4.20 p.m. on 4.20, so you know what's happening, folks. She gives an, all right, all right, all right. I, I like that little reference, And man. passes the bong around. Everyone has to get a hit in during the 60-second window at 4.20, Everyone except Jess, of course, because we need a good girl in a horror movie. What are we going to do the rest of the day, Jess asks. Is everybody suddenly baked? To which Michelle, the hot one, asks, Isn't there a creek nearby? Because I'd like to do some skinny dipping. Fuck yeah. All right. And of course, her suitor. Suitoress? Suitor. Female suitor? Suitor. Matron. Well, Rachel, the one who brought her up there to bang... Uh, is she's all about it too? Fuck yeah, skinny dipping. All right, let's do it. I like the fact that they they give the non-smoker a little bit of crap, but not really. I mean, it was just like friends, you know, kind of ribbing on someone, but they weren't. They like, never give her a hard time about not smoking. Yeah, I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. They don't give the stoner a hard time for smoking weed. They don't give the girl who doesn't want to smoke weed a hard time. But why did they give Ranger Rick a hard time? Get this, guys. They're actually nice, encouraging friends. Friends. Y'all could learn something from that. Screw him. Who, me? (laughs) Actually, Cody and I have a great relationship. You guys just give me a hard time. Very encouraging. Cage, quit talking about baby penis all the time. That would really be great. Hey, man, if you want to talk about baby penis... You just go ahead and you just talk it on up, man. No. I'm done. I'm done with the baby penis talk. Hey, man, if you don't want to talk about baby penis, <laughs> that's cool too, man. I think I talk more about Pink's baby penis than the Intactivist talked about the Pink's baby penis. That tracks. But I think Pink would appreciate you know, my, my encouraging words. Well, if she ever sees this show, maybe she will. Hey, thanks for stepping up to the plate for my baby penis. You're welcome, Pink. You're welcome. Some heroes don't wear capes. And or talk about baby penis. <laughs> I just you remember that one Superman it. comic where he just talked a lot about baby penis? Well, it's good to know, though. I think we've kept our streak intact this year. Every show talking about penis. Yeah. But I had to cut out all those jokes from the last one, all those pre, all the priest jokes, which by mentioning them Thank here, you. I pretty much negated any goodwill I did by removing them from the. Okay. I'm getting a little tight draw on. Is, you, is yours too? Yeah. Mine's tight as well. I, I'm getting a, a. I'm gonna cut it a little bit more and see if that helps, but. Um, I tried to. It didn't open up for me. I'm, uh, I'm getting a little tight draw on the toothpick so far. Um, 
I like the look of it. I like that dark brown, rustic, not sheeny, just cool. It's your letter tut. It's a cigar of the earth. It is a nice wrapper. And the band's different from what Riste normally does. Uh, that Toothpick 2.0 label that he's got in black and white kind of goes over the uh, the normal Crest and Herald that he does. Yeah. Still has the Lions, though, on the side. It doesn't have the gold filament. No, well, it's a budget, so, you know, it's a, it's a mixed filler cigar. It's going to go a little bit less on the, on the band. I believe the Habano toothpick they just flipped the band so it's black on top for the maduro i think they just reverse the band which is that's economically from that standpoint the same band just flip it for the different ones no because you still have to have a different print plate no todd i I literally think if you just take this off and flip it over Oh, the white I is got on, you. the white is on I, the top at the uh, for the habano. Look at you being all observant and stuff. Well, I've got them both in the humidor, so I, I noticed. Uh, yeah, sure enough, man. That lion's like two mm-hmm. two sides, man. All right. Man, it is like sucking a milk sh- thick milkshake through a tiny straw. I'm yeah, just, it's it's tight. Yeah, mine's not too bad. His seems to be smoking generously, and look at that cherry burning. What are you getting here, Leon? Yeah, chocolate. That sounds nice. I wish. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna come back to it. Let's it see. is a delicious fudge brownie. I'm gonna I'm gonna just start massaging this thing a little bit and uh, squeeze squeezing it, and uh, maybe I can maybe I can get it to open up a little bit. Um, yeah, I think the problem is around that uh, two-thirds mark, or right under the band, you're going to have to go squeeze a little bit. Squeeze a little bit? We'll finesse it. it. We'll finesse it. Get the thing is smoking. Thing. We're just looking at Cody. <laughs> Cody's is just smoking beautifully. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so many flavors. Hey, Cody, look over there. <laughs> Switch. Uh, that's the CBD talking. I would never pull that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Reefer madness. Well, Jess... The non-smoker wants to go to Eagle's Cliff, a lookout point nearby that she and Aubrey used to go to as kids. That's why they're up here in the first place. And Aubrey sees this as an end to maybe make lookout point into a makeout point well, she was situation. Talking, she was talking with the tough chick saying, hey, man. You oh, know, yeah. Kinda she, high, she, I, I got she brought her up. She brought Aubrey brought Jess up here for a reason. Lookout point at Eagle's Cliff. And the tough chick was like, hey, you know. Go for it. Go for it. Worst that can happen is she say no. No Just, regrets. But at least you know. But go for some for reason, as Aubrey and Jess leave to go up to Lookout Point, again, hopefully Makeout Point for Aubrey and us, uh, for some reason, non-smoking Jess takes Donna's backpack full of weed with her. I'm saving yourself from your. I'm saving you from yourself, kid. That made no sense. Why would she take the backpack full of weed? She doesn't smoke it. Donna's just sitting there. She's a seasoned smoker. Like, she's not hurting anybody. That's true. It comes into play later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... But it that's the only, like... From a health standpoint... From a, it only served a plot. That was one of the few it's little... It's a plot it's a mechanic. plot mechanic. Yeah. Well, Ranger Rick, who very slowly, he's very out of shape, uh, has been following the camouflage killer on foot, soon discovers Buddy's dead body. 
But the killer has now moved on to Higgins' trail, where he sneaks up behind Stoner Donna as she takes a giant bong rip from bong rip from Gerard. All cool stoners name their bongs. She no. named it. Do you think it was after Gerard Depadou? Yes. <laughs> Gerard Depadope. <laughs> Gerard Depadope. Hey. I like it. That would be it cool. Works. She, she should have called it that then. And he shoves the bong as she's smoking it through her head. So we see her blood mix in with the bubbling bong water. And then the camouflage killer takes a bong rip through the back of her skull and looks up and exhales. To me, this was the first memorable, awesome, unique kill. I loved it. It was, it was really good. I really dug it. <laughs> like, I really I, dug at first, I mean, you see him like grab her, but you don't see like what he's doing. You just yeah. all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, he just you're like, oh. But when he leans down and rips off that weed through her severed through her skull, good move, man. And you see her, the blood in the bong water. Oh, that's good. That was a good move. It was unique, and I dug it. You know what else is unique, and I dig, boys? What's that? Or should I say, you know who else is unique and I dig? Dirty. Uh, would that be... Dirty Fabian with Drew Estate. Dirty Fabian. And if I'm talking about unconventional Fabian, then you know I'm talking about unconventional tobacco special cigars. Brought to you from the folks who created Sweet Jane, La Vieja Habana, another short filler cigar, and much, much more. Available in your choice of either extra dark Connecticut broadleaf or natural Connecticut shade wrappers, they envelope a Sumatra binder and Nicaraguan Criollo filler leaves. Before aging, the cigars are slowly infused with Nicaraguan a steak-grown coffee. The smoke is medium to full-bodied, depending on the wrapper. Its rich tobacco flavors commingling with the unmistakable aroma of coffee and some sweetness. Yak, did I use that word right? Commingling. You did. A perfect early morning smoke, and if you don't believe me, then hey, fuck you. When have I ever steered you wrong? No, no, no. Go try one for yourself, and you'll see that you do it. You do agree with me. Don't try it. Don't try it just because he tr- said so. Try to get something. Man, I cannot get this sucker to... It's uh, it's tough. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> Yucks, what are you getting out of the cigar? Give us some tasting notes. You are on the spot, man. Chocolate. Like I said, just a hint... Another little bit of hint of leather. Sounds lovely. I'm going to actually clip the front of this thing, thinking maybe that's where the plug is. Think so? No, I got some squishiness all the way down. So I had squishiness in the in the bottom two thirds. So I'm going to I'm going to I clip the front. Let's see how this goes. Not getting anything like pepper or anything, but what I still. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Still, still early, so hopefully I'll pick up. But so far, I mean, I like it. I like that. I like the the chocolate that I got initially. It was really good it was for the, you. It was nice. Good for you. <laughs> it was so good. I have gotten a little bit of sweetness, uh, so I'm going to assume that's the chocolate. I haven't really been able to get enough to define anything, but. <laughs> My attempt to clip the did not work, huh? foot of the cigar did not help my my cause any. If anything, it's it somehow become more tight. Okay, um, come back to it. 
Uh, Rachel and Michelle find the creek. Remember, they, Michelle wanted to go skinny dipping. They pop open another bottle of champagne and open up to each other. Not in that way, Yaks. Get your head out of the gutter. Rachel says she knows that people call her... Remember, Rachel's the hardcore one. She knows that people call her the B and the C word. But it's just a hard image she puts out there to protect herself. Michelle's feeling... Yeah, because you're beautiful and you need to be closed (laughs) off to protect yourself. Well, Michelle feeling no pain as she pulls out a little cocaine to indulge in. She talks Rachel into doing a few bumps with her, too. Yeah, because I use that term right. Bumps? Yes. No comment. So, <laughs> you toured with John Michael Montgomery. Did I? I think so. You were on the Mickey Gilly tour. You know what bumps are. I, I was. I was doing a lot of bumps. <laughs> uh, so they're down there. They're drinking champagne. They're doing coke. They're you realize just, Mickey Gilly is a piano player, right? I don't know who Mickey Gilly is. I just know that they named a camouflage suit after him for some reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, and check out this new version of the Mickey Gilly suit that we have. Um, we got the sequins. Everybody can see them. <laughs> well, these two ladies are having a grand old time down at the creek, out on Eagles Cliff, aka aka Lookout Point. It turns out not to be Makeout Point. As Aubrey chooses her moment and tries to kiss Jess. But Jess, she's not feeling it. Although she does shoot Aubrey down with very sensitive kid gloves. A little notice would have been nice. They've been friends since they were kids. A little notice would have been nice, she says very warmly. She doesn't recoil in horror or anything like, oh my god, what are you doing? No, yeah. it's, she kind of turns her head. Aubrey tells her that in all her darkest moments, she's lost a lot due to her being a lesbian. Her dad won't talk to her anymore. Whenever she was at her lowest of lows and even suicidal, she thought of Jess. Do you feel the same way about me at all? Aubrey pleads. And sadly, Jess says, no, not, I mean, not really. I mean, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. But she's trying to make this as... She's trying to let her down. She's trying to make it as painless as possible. You're a beautiful, beautiful person inside and out. And I thought about it, you know. Glimpse of hope there. But I, after I thought about it, I'm just not that into women. Well, that seals it, uh, sadly. It's a very real scene, one in which I imagine happens a lot with lesbians, um, where you know you fall in love with a friend and you think that there could be something there to latch on to. Uh, man, I just thought it was played out accurately and nicely by screenwriter, actresses. It was, it was a really real scene. I can't say that it's a real scene because I've never. It felt it. real to me. It, fe- it did feel real. I can't say Rocky's real. I've never been in the ring, <laughs> but I, I get the sense that it might be what it's like. <laughs> Good point. I I don't need to have done it to kind of appreciate that it made me think that this is how this really happens. I think I've so. I've never At run least... around a forest in a ghillie suit killing people, <laughs> but I imagine. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, think I, I felt Aubrey's. An, I think this was an honest treatment. I of felt it. Jess's pain that she couldn't be there for her friend in that way. I felt uh, Aubrey's just awkwardness, awkwardness, after the and, and just how do you go back to the campsite after that? Todd, have you ever tried to kiss a girl and she shot you down? No comment. Yak boy. 
Not to my recollection. Yeah, me neither. We're a bunch of studs. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. I just can't remember. I'm sure it's happened to other dudes. I'm fairly certain I've been drunk a few times, and <laughs> well, that's that's different. Uh, um, but no, no. Uh, every advance that I've made that's been reciprocated in kind. I thought that both actresses played it really well from their different perspectives. Because there's talented actresses with a good script. And again, a guy wrote it. That's I, what's weird to me is that. Yeah, this should have been a female screenwriter. You would think. It, you would think it, so. No, it surprises me that it kind of was a dude. Because I mean, how many times have we sit there and said this? This sounds like a forty-year-old dude wrote this. This thing. sounds like girls saying forty-year-old guy dialogue. We say it all the time, right? And this wasn't. This this worked. Worked well. I agree. I agree a lot. Um, it was sensitive, man. Well, just swears that she's not weirded out. Everything's gonna be fine. Aubrey doesn't believe her, but, you know, life goes on, so they begin hiking back to the campsite. I'll say this. Horror fans like me that always bitch about nobody bringing anything new content-wise to the genre, i got to give Dylan Reynolds, the writer-director, props here. He presented characters in an all-too-familiar setup. Camping. Camping. Killer on the loose. But he presented characters that are indeed different. I love the lesbian angle, and I thought they pulled it off. Believably. All right. Even if you even if you take the lesbian angle completely out of it, I still think this works because it's just friends. They're friends. I mean, they they well, like each and, other. There's chemistry know, there. But he didn't in every play- good horror movie, you have the sexual stuff with the guy and the girl wanting to go off and skinny dip. You have they actually turned it on its head and made it all female, and I and I thought it worked. Well, that I mean, nothing felt none of the characters <coughs> felt like caricatures. Right. Not at all. Right. So I mean, they, even the stoner chick who's always stoned didn't seem like the typical stoner stereotype chick. The hardcore lesbian who stood up to the ranger and everything. She, she wasn't sh- short hair. She wasn't short hair. rag on. You know, with a pack of smokes in her sleeve, <laughs> putting a fist up in the air. You know, so let me put my flannel shirt on. We're in the forest. Exactly. Well, she did have flannel, except it was tied around her waist, 90s grunge yeah. style. Uh, yeah, I man, well done. Well I, done. I agree. I absolutely agree. But where Aubrey failed miserably with Jess at Lookout Point, Rachel has now sweet-talked Michelle into a full-blown-out make-out session down by the creek. Oh, okay, boys, yeah. hands on top of the table. Oh, yeah. Leave them up there. Oh, hey, now. She does it masterfully, too, uh, telling Michelle she values what's between your ears, not your legs. I've never met anybody like you. Oh, man, Rachel's good. But just as Rachel's about to go downtown... Doesn't matter the gender. Sweet, sweet lies. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter if it's from a man or a woman. They all believe the same old crap. T- I was just waiting for. I, I was just. I was just going to wait for her to be like, "No, baby, I'll love you tomorrow." <laughs> my my thoughts on you won't change. I'll respect you. Of course, I respect you. Here, drink some more bubbly. Why do you think I invited you out here? It's because I respect you. She is. That's kind of what she's, she's doing here. Uh, and you get the sense this isn't her first skinny dip uh, scenario down by the creek. Uh, Rachel is good. But just as Rachel's about to go downtown between Michelle's legs, she sees the camouflage killer off in the trees. Or Michelle does. Fuck you, camouflage killer. Why now? Give me two minutes. 
That's me saying that, not Michelle. Like she was, was she, she was about to get eaten out. That was actually I'm more me pissed too. off than she was. <laughs> Don't you, once again, get out of here. Get out of here. You once get again, Gilly's breaking out of force. Dylan has shown himself to be a master. <laughs> oh, you know your craft, my friend. You know your craft, you son of a bitch. He's the John Carpenter of pussy eating whore. <laughs> Uh, we were so close. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Well, he, he took a lot of lessons from going down two sloppy seconds. <laughs> well, and he, he applied he, it to this. He probably learned a lot from uh, eating out two if this sloppy seconds. If this seconds. came out like 20 years ago, like for Up All Night, I would have been like a kid knowing, I know there's a scene right there. They just cut it. Dude, she's she's kissing down <laughs> the exactly, be- She's kissing exactly. down the belly of Michelle, the hottest chick. We've seen a movie in a long time. And then all of a sudden, that stupid fucking killer. Uh... The cock blocked Rachel. <laughs> Poon blocked? What's cock blocked for lesbians? I don't know. Poon blocked, I guess, but. I'm going to go with poon blocked. I mean, I, I just like the word, but. The TNCC poon blocked Porter. A. <laughs> rich depth uh, <laughs> coffee uh, heavy Porter. Um. Right, we'll go with the Poon Block Porter. Yeah. Forget the baby penis IPA. Uh, I didn't remember it in the first place. <laughs> we, we would forget about it if you didn't quit bringing it up. <laughs> it's better than the circumcision red ale. Oh. oh. Tut, you get anything out of that smoke? How's that for a segue? Best one, best one yet. The Intactivist. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jurors open up at all? It it pretended to for just a second. I get uh, when I really really draw hard on it. I, I think I get the chocolate. Uh, same here. I can get little glimpses of what he's just enjoying the hell out of over there with those massive smoke production. <laughs> um, I, I've clipped the the foot. I've clipped the head. I, I can't clip yeah. anymore. I. You know, I'm just tired of of just all this flavor. I'm just going to put it out. <laughs> Uh, since you're the only one getting flavor, what are you getting? There's still chocolate? Uh, still just that hint of chocolate. It's uh, what I imagine it tastes like between Michelle's legs. <laughs> God. Damn you, cigar gods. Uh, earthiness. Uh, just a little... Like a... I'm going to say more, more like a... Like a... <coughs> Faint, like more like the like grass versus hay. Okay, a little bit so. hay, a little bit chocolate, a little bit earthiness. You like it? All right. Well, I've got half a cigar to go, so we'll see. Mmm. Don't know if I'll make it. Um. So, she, uh, obviously Rachel's pissed that someone's crashed their intimate party, so she tells Michelle, "Stay put," while she goes and drops kick their ass. They figure it's either the hunter or Ranger Rick who came to snoop on them. Right. Uh, they both knew where they were. When Rachel can't find any trace of a peeping Tom, uh, that's all Michelle needs to hear. Keep in mind, she's the one that saw the figure in the woods. But when Rachel comes back, it's, Michelle's like, get, it's back, go time. get back down there. Uh, so she starts shading her clothes and they begin making oh, out again. Yeah. Hands on the table, boys. Uh, but before we get to see any lesbian boobs, damn it. 
The killer shows up and shoves a broken champagne bottle through the side of Rachel's skull, sending blood raining down on Michelle, and her ass starts running for her life. She's alive. We still might get to see her boobs, right? No. I don't think that's what we're supposed to think. No, I'm out. I'm like... Wrong. Come on. She gets back to the campsite where she meets Jess, Aubrey, and dead Donna. The shit is hitting the proverbial fan at this point. Michelle runs off screaming. She's not waiting for them to figure it out. And Jess tries to convince Aubrey, who wants to go find Rachel, to give her the damn car keys so they can get out of here. They all run off screaming like a bunch of dick-deficient maniacs when Ranger Rick shows up for... (laughs) What the fuck? What'd I say? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Okay. So when Ranger Rick shows up, they're all long gone. They've kind of scattered into a million directions. He grabs his crossbow from the truck, and now he's running around, too, just aimlessly. Is that the uh, weaponry of forest rangers? Do do all park rangers uh, carry crossbows? No. No. I didn't think so. Okay. Suddenly, the killer appears and stabs Michelle in her boobs a dozen times. Still clothed boobs. We never get to actually see her boobs. What an asshole. Yaks, am I right? The killer is an asshole. He is. Yes. Until Aubrey clocks him over the head with a giant rock. Aubrey and Jess run off and sprint right straight into Ranger Rick and his crossbow. Again, I don't understand. You get the debilitating strike in. Why not go into the kill? Why not just go in frenzy berserker mode and just... Because the vast be majority like, of people don't sit around thinking about killing no, their fellow human like, beings, regardless of the circumstances. I would be like Drax and Guardians too. I don't know that reference, but I'm assuming you would have killed the killer with a yes. rock as he was down the ground. I, I, I think Yak's right too. A bunch of college girls, they don't really. Their first instinct isn't to pound a guy's skull into mush. But it should it's have a been. Should have been. Should have been. It's killer be ki- it's killer be killed out here in the forest, ladies. What Tut's saying is to per- all of our listeners, if you come across a killer and you get the someone upper tries hand, to kill you, you bash their fucking brains in. You bash their fucking. I don't brains. care how dick deficient you are. If you think that perhaps you're going to go to jail or this wrong to take the life of someone who might be wanting to kill you or is in fact killing, trying to kill you because they have just killed two of your friends, <laughs> kill them. In Texas, you will not be convicted. Kill them. Save yourself. You well, are important. The killer, in his scary ghillie suit... He got himself into this by killing people. That's on him. In his Mickey ghillie suit. I mean... I got your chocolate. Oh, yours is smoking Finally. a little bit... You're smoking a little bit better now. Finally. Roll his sorry ass over to Lookout Point and shove him off that cliff. Yeah, just throw him in the water. Drag him down to the river. Drown him. The aroma's actually opened up, too, and I'm getting a little cocoa off of that smell, too. That's nice. I'm still not there, but congratulations. You two are doing well now. Uh, Ranger Rick blames them for all this mess. After all, Jess is wearing a backpack full of stolen weed. That's why she had to wear that backpack. But they swear it's all a mistake. They never went out into the hills. Well, turns out Ranger Rick hates phonies, fakes, and people of questionable integrity. This was the guy pouring whiskey, whiskey into, into his, his beer. beer earlier. TNCC values. 
He says he's actually a very sensitive guy. Right before he fires the crossbow, sending an arrow straight through at Aubrey's thigh as she tries to run away. In her, his defense, she didn't call him a fucking pig earlier. But at this point, I don't know what's going on. Is he just drunk? Is he like what's going on? Like, oh no, I I figured I was like he's in on it. Oh well, I knew he w- was a bad guy, but I didn't know kind of how this was tying together. Oh, I figured he was a partner in the weed. Deal. He then shoots an arrow at Jess's head, but she's able to escape for just a minute though before she's captured by the camouflage killer. But Ranger Rick shows up and tells the figure, "Keep her alive." Well, they find the other lesbian. They're in cahoots. And so is Ranger Rick in the ghillie suit. That, no, I, They're I, in cahoots. I said that wrong. He didn't say they were in cahoots. I meant Ranger Rick and the killer. Oh, right okay. Right. I, yeah. I put the wrong emphasis <laughs> on the uh, wrong syllable. I was really waiting for it because I was like, up until, you know, I was like, man, this is going to be end up being like some sort of demented, like Scooby-Doo thing. Where yeah. It was Ranger Rick. They, the they old man <laughs> Carruthers was behind it the whole oh, time. Only Ranger Rick did his totally Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that camouflage figure was running around pretty spryly. There wasn't Rick. No. You don't no. know that. No, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> My God, dude. It took him like 30 seconds to just drink that sip of beer and like... like <laughs> yeah. So what did y'all think about Rick? I liked him. Okay, I thought he had a great look, good voice. I thought he had a really good demeanor. Like I liked him as Ranger Rick. Yeah. When the the turn here towards bad guy happens, I bought it. I actually thought he. I thought he. I thought he. They did good with this guy. I did too. I like him. He's a. Uh, for some reason, he reminded me of a. Uh, oh, who's my favorite? Redneck comedy dude. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. No, Ron White. Ron White. A little bit less sophisticated, Ron White. Yeah, I mean, Ron White wears that. a blazer. <laughs> and drinks scotch. Drinks scotch. He's not pouring that scotch. He's not pouring scotch into an empty beer, beer can. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he was nothing like Ron White. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. This guy was like Jeff Foxworthy if, if his parents were related. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Uh, one of those redneck comedians. That, I liked him. Uh, I did. I think you liked him, too? I did. Okay. Well, um, so it turns out Rick and the camouflage killer are in cahoots. Did I use that term correctly? Cahoots? You did. Yes. You did indeed. With the correct emphasis. On the right slabble. <laughs> Ranger Rick and the camouflage killer drag Jess over to the wounded Aubrey. Rick pulls the arrow out of Aubrey's leg and says that despite their pleas of not telling anyone what happened here. You got to do that. We won't tell anybody. Uh, they've reached the point of no return, unfortunately, Sweetie, he says. We're, we're past that. You see, it's harvest time, and they can't have that fucked up. You see, his boy, points over to the camouflage Mickey Gilly guy, well, his brains got all messed up in the service. They did this to him. They made him a remorseless killing machine, and then when the war was over, they spit him out. Spitting stuff out is something these two ladies aren't familiar with in the slightest, I'm assuming. And uh, Why did you have to go oh, there? I just knew that was going to be soon. Why did you have to go there? We're talking about chewing tobacco earlier. No, mm. it's it doesn't doesn't work that way. No. I'm gonna write. I that deleted down. those I'm, priest jokes. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I get some freebies tonight. <laughs> I will say that I would have loved in the background if they would have done like a uh, custom 
alternate alternate version of a uh, Copperhead Road, Steve Earle. Yeah, it's a good song. Because I mean, this is the story. Came home from Vietnam, started a oh. pot farm. Okay, I I do like that song. I guess I don't know it very well. To make the connection. DEA's got a chopper in the air. Wake up screaming like I'm back over there. Well, Rick continues, the meds the VA prescribed his son left him a drooling retard that was no good to anyone, those fucking cocksuckers. And the whole time he's giving us this exposition, Ranger Rick is rolling himself a fat-ass joint. As long as I'm telling you guys our history of our family, (laughs) doesn't roll me up a fat one here. And by the way, he, he, but instead, he used, you know, that, he my used kid, the term he retards, was, and that wasn't me. That was actually what he, he said. My right, kid was a drooling right. mess over here, but as opposed, now he's just a homicidal maniac, which is way better. <laughs> but I like the fact that he was like, but turned out, kid's got a hell of a green thumb. I just like the fact that I'm making all these horribly just offensive lesbian jokes. And but then, you're but like, then I'm like, but I, he said retard, not me. <laughs> I don't use the R word. Um, so he's rolling this big joint, and like Tut says, uh, we weed seemed to help my boy, and guess what? He ended up showing a knack for being a farmer of the stuff. And then his boy with these special green thumbs starts hacking away at Aubrey's throat with his Rambo knife while Daddy it's, lights up his spliff. It's blood brutal. flying everywhere. And I will say that I like this I, scene because they didn't go so graphic to show like you know close up on the head as the decapitation happens. I liked it. I thought no, it was, it was just some blood splatter and you know, but while well, boys doing that, while well, sons doing that, dads lighting up a joint. Nice close up on. I liked chair. Aubrey enough at this point. I was sad that she got killed. Yeah, she was a sympathetic figure, um, and I kind of dug. At this point, you've got lesbians in the forest, so you've dealt with that kind of social... Um, you know, that's different for a horror movie. But you've also established your slasher, basically, your masked Is killer... War hero? As a PS- PTSD war hero who only gets satiated... Well, apparently his killings aren't satiated by weed. He's killing everybody. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's kind of a unique... I haven't seen that quite that spin yet of... Um, I I thought that was a clever plot kind of thing. It is a clever plot. Bringing thing. a bringing a vet into it, and his kind of twisted, fucked up father who's kind of supporting. Especially if you're, you know, like all, if you go with a theory that a lot of these horror movies have moralistic, you know, values to them. You know, the no sex, no sure. type stuff. You know, if this movie's morals are that the normalization of weed. You know, that's part of the thing. You know, if this shit was legal, this wouldn't be happening. There's that, too. And I I just thought it was a weird kind of dynamic with him and his dad. And then just... You never hear the boy talk. Or the boy, the the soldier. You you never hear him talk. Yeah. You never hear his... I mean, he's basically just this baked killer who really just smokes weed and kills all day. Pretty and, much. And Dad just kind of does what he has to kind of keep it under control. It was a good it was a good little dynamic. I liked it. Should have... He should have at least had one line. Dog will hunt. <laughs> that would have been good, yeah. Uh, Tut, are you getting anything else on the cigar? I, I can't really taste anything no, it's, off it's, of it. I, I think we're, we're at the point where we can just say, I, I'm not... I'm going to hopefully for a little pocket here of... Yaks... 
lots of chocolate and earth and delicious smoking like a champ over there. That's uh, it's horrible. I hate it. It's just flavor profile after flavor profile. Just chocolate and earth. Yes. Any spice? I have gotten no pepper. What about the retro hill? Nothing. Nothing. Just I mean, earth and chocolate on yeah. the drum. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I wish. You know, a little a little pepper there would probably. Don't get me wrong. For a short mixed filler cigar, I am expecting to be able to smoke it. Uh, so I am disappointed. You guys want to talk price point? What the hell? We're almost to the end of the movie, so I go five fifty. Five fifty. That's probably gonna go about. <laughs> He's like, it's a fourteen dollar <laughs> stick. Easy. <laughs> I was going about you know nine, six bucks. Yeah. That's why I'm not too angry. Right. Uh, right. I mean, um, shit happens. It's a handmade product. Um, we smoked enough from Justin Crawl to know that it's not the norm. Right. Um, so I, I think I've got another one or two in the humidor. We'll see down the road maybe if they um, – how they do. But, uh, yeah, yours clearly performed like a, a cigar should. Tut and I had some issues. But, yeah, six bucks. I mean um, – Trying to trying to put in something there in the budget market. Um, back to the movie. Jess now is the only one left. The good girl, the one who didn't smoke weed, who didn't kiss girls. She's kinda, our survivor. Okay, if all right, going back to the theory of horror movies established by Scream. If your heroine is the salt of the earth, pure person. I kind of wish that that would have made Jess a lesbian at this point. Because now you're saying, oh, by the way, if you're gay, you're dead. No, I never got that. You didn't? No, I just got it was a coincidence. Okay. I never got them saying... Same with Halloween. Because I'm like, straight person, did no drugs, nice. Same, same thing with Halloween, though. And, and Carpenter has, has, you know, validified this ad nauseum. You know, Michael Myers was going to kill those girls whether they are having sex or not. Jamie Lee didn't, you know, Laurie Strode didn't live because she was a virgin. Right. The fact that she wasn't having sex, she was a little more aware <laughs> of what was going on, and she was a little more present, but it wasn't that he was targeting, you know, promiscuous girls. Yeah. I never once saw this as like, oh, the director is telling us, you know, lesbians die. Because she, she did say she thought about it. She'd had some thoughts. I wish we'd seen some of those dream sequences uh, maybe visualized. <laughs> but I, I never got that. T- I never got the straight girl lived or the non-weed smoker lived. I, I kind of jokingly said the non... You know, I don't think that was... I don't think he was trying intention. to hit us over the head with that. I know. Well, I analyzed the shit out of things, and that's why I'm over here just drinking my beer. And my it is good beer. It is good beer. Three thumbs up on the beer. Three thumbs up on the beer. Man, good going G13. Yeah, I like Everybody the Everybody loves that weed, man. Uh, it went really well with the first cigar. And uh, well, we'll talk about that here in a minute. We're almost done. The camo vet killer holds up Aubrey's severed head into the sky. Something his daddy, Ranger Rick, says he learned from those camel jockeys overseas. He explains they do that because for eight seconds, the severed head can still see and understand what's going on. There's blood flow still happening, which makes the head viable. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, all of it still happening in those eight seconds, Ranger Rick says. He's always wondered if someday somebody could describe to him what those last eight seconds are like. 
Hey, maybe it can be you, Jess. But she says, I actually like that little severed head thing with the camel jockeys. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a cool little... Uh, but she says, why don't you ask yourself, because you're going to die before me. And just like that, she breaks free of her ropes, and by throwing rocks and fire ashes in their faces, she manages to escape once again. Yeah, the Ranger Rick monologue here actually works really well. I love the... Uh, the it was good delivery by the actor. It was kind of the ISIS thing, and, you know, maybe you'll be the one who can tell me what... I, I thought was, a cool, a cool little thing. And it's delivered in Twisted, a way... Twisted, but, but cool. Yeah, but it's delivered in a way to where it's down home enough, to where it's not just hokey. The dude's smoking a joint as he's doing you it. You don't... But you get the feeling these aren't the first campers that dad and son have taken out and had some fun with. Yeah. They have to wonder why all these kids are dying under Ranger Rick's watch. <laughs> Well, another teenager died under Ranger Rick. See those beer well, cans in his truck? They don't die. They just go missing. Disappear. It's a Disappear. big park. It well, big it's park. bears and whatnot out here. It's weird that rain, the people that go missing under Ranger Rick's territory is like 80% higher than the national average across our national parks. It's probably that whiskey he's pouring into his beers. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, as she hides from Ranger Rick and his PTSD son, all of a sudden, the, remember the blind, the hunter? He's well, back. He, he's back, and he's blind. He stumbles across Jess. He's just wandering around. He had both. <laughs> apparently, he had both eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, burned out by the killer. But just as he didn't, don't, didn't you have a gun? Where's your gun? He's trying to tell her where it might be. <laughs> Can't you see a blind bitch? See, that was fun. She's like, what direction? Where is it? He's like, <laughs> I've been stumbling around. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Blindly. Do you remember the uh, cop from uh, Dumb and Dumber? The guy who pulls him over and drinks the pee beer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy kind of reminds me. Oh, of okay. Him. Yeah. Um, well, he's immediately pounced on by the camo killer. Um, but Jess stabs the shit out of him with that Rambo knife. Daddy Rick uh, leaves his son behind to race after the fleeing Jess, and when he finds her at the edge of a cliff, he thinks he has her cornered. She tells him that she knows the only way to get his little pecker hard is by killing women. First of all, he puts the crossbow down. All right. Yeah. So we've established that if you get the upper hand on a killer and you get a debilitating blow, keep going at it. All right. So here's some a tip for all you killers out there. Don't, don't put your, put your weapon don't down. Don't put your crossbow down. He he's a bad guy. He wants he the monologue. Been, he had been drinking some whiskey beer. That's <laughs> true. And smoking some blunts. <laughs> smoking some blunts. He was creative there for a minute, but uh, then now he's lazy. Now oh, he's lazy. He was smoking the G thirteen. Uh, <laughs> forgetting something. Where's my crossbow? <laughs> uh. He says, yeah, when she tells him that it's the only way to get his little pecker hard. That's lesbian talk. Yeah. She's not a lesbian. He says, yeah, I get off on it. And when he starts strangling her, she pulls the Rambo knife out from behind her waistband and shoves it into his throat. It's a blood-soaked, over-the-top, gross death for Ranger Rick. So much yeah. blood fountain out of his neck. It was awesome. It was a good kill. Suddenly, the camouflage killer reappears... And rips off his own dad's head. And then he attacks Jess. It's all very quick. 
It's real quick. I had to rewind it to make sure that... Yeah, like, it was edited in happened? a way, like, I didn't really get it's what like happened. A, I like thought a, he was going to hold up his dad's head, and, his, and he was going to tell you what the eight seconds was like. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> oh, God, this is horrible. That would have been actually pretty funny. Such immense pain. <laughs> Really but he couldn't do that. He's got no lungs. He's just a head. <laughs> Tell me, Dad, what is it? S- sucks donkey dicks. Six, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I'm out. Right, bye, Dad. <laughs> uh, well, I just want to know. Like, I mean, she didn't cut his head off. She just stabbed him with the knife. I, re- I really I think expected that, her to. Well, what I what the, I couldn't figure out is like out. you know. No, like, I wanted her to cut it off and hold it up. Like, right. Here's your. That's what I thought was going to yeah. happen. But then, like, all of a sudden, he's got his head on. I'm like, wait, what happened here? So I guess he came along. Yeah, that's, ripped, what, that's exactly he ripped, I had to rewind it because... Dad's head was barely hanging on there. He ripped it up, saw it. Oh, shit. Uh, and then... Wait, he, I want to just come back up. You chopped his head off, you <laughs> asshole. And there's a head around. This guy's got to hold it up. Well, um, he then attacks Jess, but she made her way over to Ranger Rick's crossbow so she shoots him a couple times, like in the heart and the shoulder, finally in the eyeball, until he's finally... All of the places that matter, but yet he <laughs> keeps moving. Just keeps coming, uh, until he's finally dead. She then grabs Rick's still-burning joint. He dropped his his joint on the ground and takes a few drags. The whole movie, they've been pressuring her to smoke weed, and she finally doesn't give a fuck anymore. She sits back against a tree and tokes that shit up like a bunch of times. As the end credits roll, she just sits there just smoking the shit out of that weed. Uh, at least the baker's dozens of times. And that's the end of the film. Kind of reminded me of uh, 13th Warrior when uh, Banderas is like, I can't touch anything that's fermented of wheat. And the guy was like, dude, it's made of honey. And he was like, fuck it. Or like uh, Kingpin. What are you talking about? You've been drinking caffeine for... What do you think in all those expressions? All right, give me a triple latte, two sugars, two creams. <laughs> Heavy on the cream. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the movie. She kills uh, dad and son, sparks it up. Still 420. Good job, everybody involved. I really like this film. I did, too. and I was surprised by this film in a very good way. Uh, the film and the cast took the material and the genre seriously. I loved that they treated it seriously. I thought it was going to be campy. It wasn't. A uh, joke was on me. Uh, due to the weed angle and just the title alone, I thought we were in for some campy right. stuff. We weren't. Uh, it works. It very much works as a straight-ahead slasher film. Um, yeah. And it I pa- remember a couple... I guess at this point we can say a couple of years ago, where I was like, you know, what happened to the slasher genre... Where did it go? It's not really out You got there. a guy in a mask with a knife. Boom, it's a slasher film. And take it seriously. Good kills. Never make a joke out of it. And I love the fact that it wasn't like a retro slasher film. No. It wasn't, this wasn't an homage to the slasher genre. Yeah. This was the a modern, slasher genre. Modern day slasher film. Yeah. No synth uh, cute little score. No nothing. It also passed, as I said earlier, you got a care to scare test for me, which is a key ingredient. We like these girls. Um, I thought the killer was unique. It had some unique kills going through there. But without the right screenplay and the right talent in these girls, these actresses, I'm sorry, you're just spinning your wheels for nothing. And there's so many bad, cheap 
straight-to-video horror movies that are made. This one we actually managed to find. Uh, it was above. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what above the, the rest of them. I don't know what the budget was for this movie. Because uh, it's one thing. It's one thing to have a budget and be able to hire great talent. I don't know if this was a low budget, these weren't, indie these budget. These weren't known actresses. Like, no, they weren't. So I've got to like whoever the talent cast or the casting agent was. Yeah. Man, great job. Yeah. Great uh, job. Man, they. They nailed it with this cast. Um, this movie would not, even with a cool killer and a unique, you know, PTSD story, and even if you got a cool guy to play Ranger Rick, if those two and all the kill scenes were oh, good, we've had special effects. Mo- we've had a lot of movies that that have had heart, but just weren't weren't quite up to standard. I was am- this was great. I this was amazed. Was, was. Was a- I was amazed by the cast. And I'm uh, not even a horror guy. I'm not even like. Ooh. I'll be honest. When I pick when I pick tonight's film, obviously I had to pick something to go with the CBD cigar. On an episode or two ago, Tut praised me for picking more modern stuff, and it just felt like we were on such a roll with some really good recent movies. I'm like, well, here's where it's going to go down the fucking shitter. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow that shit out the. No, and as I'm watching, like, oh, he's gonna love this. Like, like, like this. That's because it was a good movie. This is top-notch stuff. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. It was fun. Well, I liked it. Was it was a horror movie. Should be. It was fun. It was in- engaging. It was uh, good. It was offensive. It was bloody, and you cared. It was it. It, it A B's to fucking W X Y and Z. It was a top-notch horror film. I'm amazed that we're singing the praises of this movie, and it didn't show a boob one. Should have got. They should have <laughs> let Michelle and Rachel explore some things down by the creek before. God. Down by the. Well, creek. I was just gonna wait till they roll like got down to the credits while Jess is smoking that thing, and finally she'd be like, "I'm never going camping again." <sighs> she may have. I didn't make it that far. I was still <laughs> bummed out from Michelle not showing her boobs down at the creek. Okay, so three thumbs up. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what about the Nug cigar? I give it a thumb up. I really will. I will too. It was good. Yeah, it was a good, good little smoke. Um, but now this toothpick is just fantastic. I'm not going to uh, <laughs> because of the um, unfortunate circumstances of Tutna. I'm not even going to bring up the toothpick. No. Um, I'm glad you had a good one. God, it's just smoking magnificently over there. <laughs> Uh, three thumbs up for the beer. Three thumbs up for the yes. beer. I liked it. I think we probably have made friends tonight and little enemies, which is all you can hope for. I think the lesbians will like what we did with tonight's movie. Um, they like what Cody and I did with the movie. Was it the carpet muncher IPA thing? No, I think it was the dick deficient. I called them dick deficient maniacs. <laughs> Seemingly, I said that, but that perhaps was the CBD oil playing tricks on your mind. <laughs> it, it could be. It I think it was. Be. I think it was. The tape will tell. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we are recording this. Uh, no, I, I, I think they'll like <laughs> us. I think I think the the pop uh, sensation Pink, the artist, Pink's gonna love she'll us. love us. She's gonna love you. Um, I think all the anti-vaxxing 
fucking morons They're out there. They're going to hate us. They will hate us, which I'm fine with. I'm cool with that. Uh, the intactivists uh, and their precious baby penises will hate us. Well, here's what I'll... I'll We're I'll, not anti-baby penis. Here's what I'll say to if they that. Hadn't just called an- if they hadn't mutilated the word activist... I just want to say... Because that also word, just I hate it. I understand your anger and your passion, but just let it go. It's not you. It's not your family. It's not your penis. It's not your penis. Let people do with their penis what they want to do. And I understand that you're thinking, little baby penis doesn't have a choice in it. It's fine. Little baby penis will not remember anything about it. Do y'all's penises remember that day? My penis does not. I talk to it regularly, and it it has no memories of that day. Exactly. Does it talk back? Yeah. It's got kind of a cute little Muppet voice. I knew it. I knew it. Mine's more like a big... Oh, you got got a Charles Bronson (laughs) penis voice? (laughs) Hey, Dutch. How are you doing? It's 6 a.m. Let's go time. Let's pee. <laughs> now we got to make this movie. <laughs> if you want to stand up straight later, we got to do some things. <laughs> we got to do, do a movie about a, pe- yeah. a penis. Bronson penis? Yeah. A bronzy penis? <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this, but yes. Well, if you want to hit the bowl, you need to bend over. <laughs> Touch your toes. Let's get done. guess we could explore that idea. Uh, Copyright 2019 Tucson Cigar Club, a movie about a Charles Bronson talking baby penis. Seems legit. I don't think you need to copyright it. I don't think (laughs) think anybody's going to jump on that thing. (laughs) Gene Simmons is going to be like, I'm copyrighting that shit. Actually, Gene Simmons is already copyrighted. Boom, it's done. There's no way he could possibly know, but he's already copyrighted a Charles Bronson baby penis. Sorry, boys. Oh. You're one step behind. It's a good idea. It's the first I've heard of it, but yet I've had it in store for five years. I'll let Tut have that talk with Bronzy. So what's what's the gig? Actually, we just need you we to just stand in front of a green screen. Penis costume. No, we just need to put you in front of a green screen and uh, say some things. Your face will appear upon a penis. Why? I hadn't thought about that, but that's a fucking. Why are you covering my body with a green blanket? We're gonna replace it with something. What? Doesn't matter. <laughs> could be anything. It could be anything. Baby penis. Let me get this. Be forced. Let me get this. Penis. Let me get this straight. Well, technically it's curved. I was right, by the way. That's such a horrible allergy cough with all this pollen. I told Tut when I got here tonight because I broke into a huge coughing pit. I was like, as long as I keep drinking and keeping my brucile mucosis wet and moist, I'll be fine. I coughed a few times, but you just got to kill it with booze. That is the secret. It's that is the secret. how that works with health. Just kill it with booze. I was talking to our fourth member, the doctor, the other day, and I was telling him, you know, I'm sick in bed for four days with the flu, and then the pollen hit and all this. It's my doctor. You know, any suggestions? He told me to go down to Sef- the local convenience store and get a couple four locos. <laughs> Who's right? 
cleared me right the fuck out. <laughs> nice. Smart. The guy nice knows glass, stuff. glass, a poor loco. <laughs> Relax on the couch. Guy knows stuff. Uh, Tuts. I know you're all hyped up about this Charles Bronson baby penis movie. I will break out the screenwriting software tomorrow and see where we can go with this. Uh, in the meantime, can you give us some links? No. Your toast. No. Your toast. Hey, man, if you want to join us on Instagram, hit us at TNCC underscore podcast. You know what I call that Gerber baby? A pussy. If you want to join us on Facebook, man, just Tuesday Night Cigar Club. You can uh, subscribe to us on the YouTubes at Tuesday Night Cigar Club, too. Door Explorer. I fucked her. Hey, if you want to buy something on Amazon, go to TuesdayNightCigarClub.com. Click on the Amazon link, man, and Bert just Ernie, click it. I respect their relationship. It's special, and I wish I had something similar in my own life. And if you want to buy some cigars, man, you just go to TuesdayNightCigarClub.com. Click on the uh, Famous Smoke Shop and enter your promo code. Big Bird, fascist. Now he's dead. That's all the links I got, man. Did you give the links? I'm sorry. When yeah. Okay. Hey, which one of you guys are going to get this handsome humidor from our friends over at MemorableRetirementGifts.com? I'll bequeath that to Cody. You did need a humidor. You've, you've been saying you needed... Yeah. I think you were going for something bigger. Sorry. I can fit like five in there. It's all right. <laughs> but it's got the TNCC logo Will you give it, it a man. handsome presentation where people come into your place and... Oh, I'm going to build a whole cabinet with you lights. You put a little spotlight down on oh, it? Yeah. Okay. Aww. It's going to glow. All right. Well, Cody shall get the humidor from our friends at MemorableRetirementGifts.com. MemorableRetirementGifts.com. God, did I... Hold on real quick. Did I say that right? You did. I, I, I pulled it up okay. just to make sure. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for joining us. It was good to be back here in the Corner of Hope. Uh, we like doing those special shows with... VIP guests and up at the pub, but uh, for me, the the real magic happens right here in our little sweet spot. So uh, he's still trying to get something out of that fucking he's cigar. Gonna, he's gonna work. He's not going to give up on that thing. Um, tune in. Uh, shit, what are we doing? Another show? It's what we do. We do shows. We do shows. We're podcasters. We do podcasts. I guess it's what we do. Um, but uh, this was a fun one so uh, thank you for joining us I will say this say it every week every other week but uh, it really means something to me special tonight no I'm just drunk fucking around (laughs) may the wings of liberty never lose a feather sayonara motherfuckers I can say motherfuckers again because Rev's not here I said mother scratchers last episode I was trying to be nice but Boom! Fuck you, motherfuckers. To learn more about the time I wore a hemp-infused thong for my midnight shift at Sexy Rexy Strip Club in South Carolina, only to have several eager and extremely horny mature ladies set it on fire before my dance to Toto's Rosanna was even complete, Please read my article in the 1997 issue of Dicks and Dollars magazine entitled The Myrtle Beach Wiener Massacre and Its Bone-Chilling Aftermath by Matt A. Cade. It may sound glamorous as shit, folks, but trust me, things got real scary real fast. Mature bitches be crazy.
And in the meantime, to learn more about the cigars and libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit yasuncrawl.com and sweetwaterbrew.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit O'Brien'sTemple.com and download their free smartphone app, where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying, until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well. Keep it ballsy.